Dialogue Options Podcast. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Dialogue Options Podcast. I am your host, Kyron Morrison, once again. Joel is still absent as a father, but that's fine. Well, no, he's not absent as a father. He's present <laughs> there. He's absent here. To be fair, we only have his word for that, too. That's true. Yeah. From my co-host, Brendan Hill, my guest co-host, who's yeah. filling in for me, who's yeah. filling in for Joel. Yeah. It's a thing. Yeah. But yeah. Where everyone just moves one step to the left. Yeah. Musical chairs. It's yeah. fine. It's all good. It's natural. Uh, but it's good to have you again. Um, uh, yeah. It's ha- good to be back. How are you doing? Doing all right. Yeah. Yeah. Doing good. We were going to record last week, but uh, you were previously engaged in Melbourne, and I just had a really bad head cold. Yeah. Which that's... sucked. And if... <laughs> It makes it really rough on like an audio-only platform. It does. Yeah. That's why I was like, you know what? It's easy to just not do it this week. No one needs that in their ears. Yeah. No, you're fine. I don't need it. I hear, When I hear myself do it, it's disgusting. So I just to skip that. Plus, it gave me more time with Fire Emblem, which was beautiful. Uh, but yeah, well, that's good. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm stoked to get started. Yeah, well, cool yeah. then. Well, then I guess, without further ado, we will get straight into the quest log. Mission completed. Quest log. So, of course, the quest log is the section of the show where we talk about what we're currently playing. Which, at the top of the show, I've already mentioned, it's been, it's been so much Fire Emblem, and I knew it was going to happen. I, I, like honestly, every time it came up when I'd talk with Joel, I would say this. Even when we'd talk about it, I would always warn people. It's like, look, when this game comes out, if I don't have to do something, which is like work and eating and sleeping and all those essentials, socializing occasionally, like I am just playing Fire Emblem. Yeah. So that's like. That's it. <laughs> At all available, and like, or even all those things that you do are really just to facilitate you yeah, getting yeah. back. I can I can eat and play Switch still. Yeah, I can I can have one hand on the controller. Yeah, <laughs> and you have to go to work because you ha- need a house to play Switch. In. Exactly, like, and to, somewhere to plug it in to facilitate really. having the Switch. Yeah. and the game. So yeah. it was the understandable things I had to work into my Fire Emblem time. But uh, honestly, I think I'll just jump straight in, straight to Fire Emblem because it's it. That's all I'm gonna play. I've been logged like. You know what? I don't want to say. It's a lot. <laughs> How long has it been out for? A, a week like, and a week and a half. Was it like last, not last Friday, but the Friday before? So yeah, like yeah. nine days. Yes, yes, All nine right. days. All right. It's at the point where my Switch hasn't told me yet. It's like, yeah. hey, you, you first played this game nine days ago, and I think it's when it hits ten. It goes yeah. cool. This is how long we've been playing it for. Unfortunately for me, the game has a timer in it, so it's like, yeah. hey. This is a lot. I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's fine. I've nearly, I've nearly finished my first playthrough. It's all good. Uh, but yeah, so I picked up, obviously, the newest entry in Fire Emblem. If you haven't played it before, it's one of my favorite Japanese turn-based strategy RPGs, which isn't for everyone. I respect that it's not. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I haven't played a Fire Emblem game since Awakening, and I hadn't played a Fire Emblem game before that, so really that's I think that's the case for a lot of people, yeah. really. And you know what? Awakening was damn good. It's um, still my favourite. I, I really love that game. It's a really um, good game. <laughs> and, I just, and I can't tell you why I haven't gone back, but for anyone on the fence, every time I'm watching you play this game <laughs> on your Switch, I'm like... Oh, that game looks so good, and I don't even have a Switch, and I am getting closer every single well, time. Well, here's the thing. That's a whole separate conversation. It's mm. just publishers... Everyone is just throwing everything they can. They're like, we can sell Bread and the Switch if we try. Between <laughs> this, the old Dooms came to it. Oh, yeah. We've got yeah. Outer Worlds coming to it now, and... Yeah, that's incredible. Uh, what else? That new, like, Rebel... 
Galaxy. Yeah, the new Rebel Galaxy. That's coming to it. Like they're really angling for you, Brennan. Yeah, they want it. They want my money. For some reason, they're just unified getting to buy a Switch. I don't know, but it's interesting. But um, yeah. So yeah, Awakening is still, I think, the the thing. But we'll we'll definitely. There's a question about entry points to Fire Emblem. We can. That's where I think Awakening is going to come come up a lot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So Fire Emblem Three Houses, it's it was announced years ago, honestly, and it it missed its first release date. I think it was meant to be like spring last year, which is like our autumn, and they pushed it back for quality reasons. Which I mean, you know, at this point, Nintendo just do it. <laughs> like they just do what they want. It doesn't matter. You can afford it. Your games pan out in the end. So when you say, "Hey, we're delaying this," it's like it's fine. I'm sure it's for a good reason. Fire Emblem Three Houses is a bit of a departure from what the series is known for, uh, in the sense that even though all the classic sort of turn-based strategy stuff is there still, the other side of the gameplay, like the visual novel side, has been sort of... Let's not let's not fool around here. It's They've taken a, a look at Persona and gone, yeah, let's do that. But even more so, like, so there, like, Persona is a fair comparison. A more accurate comparison is to sort of dive into the sub-genres of, like, this is Persona... Here's a game that's also like Persona, which is um, Trail in the Skies or Trails of Cold Steel. Yeah. So that's what this is closer to, which and that, that in itself is basically Persona. But essentially what that means is as the game is progressing, you are moving through a calendar, sort of like Persona, how Persona was like basically every day you could do like an activity and a day would end and et cetera. And yeah, that was sort of just flow out the story like that. You choose that. how you regret at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah, until you get to the until you get to the bed, like night time, and Morgan is like, "Hey, go to bed." And you're yeah. like, "I guess I listened to a talking cat." Yeah, I did one thing. <laughs> I did read a book. I could today. do two things. No, no must, you can't. I must be exhausted. You're exhausted. Go to bed. All right, I Thanks, guess. Thanks, mom. Yeah, jeez. Uh, but instead of that, this one is uh, you basically have weeks, right? You don't play every day. You basically play a I think a Saturday. I'm trying to remember the day positions mm. on the calendar. But either way, there's one day you play which you have the option to do a bunch of different things, which include exploring the the monastery, the Garrig Mark Monastery, I believe its name is. And in there, there's just a stupid amount of activities to do. You can go fishing. It's it's basically sword Hogwarts, right? Essentially, yeah. 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 <laughs> what if Hogwarts, but also what if... Murder. Anime War. Yeah. All right, cool. Which it, Sign me up. Like, Fire Emblem's always been a bit of anime war, but this yeah. adds in, like, the house aspect, which also has hints of Game of Thrones sometimes as well for where we're trying to tell the story, which obviously is good. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so that's what, yeah, you can explore the monastery on those days, or, which, because you are the professor at this school, but I forget to mention that. Yeah. Your job is to lead these students, which is why you're at this monastery. And in your role as a teacher, you pick from the three houses the three houses um which are stuff like there's the black eagles mm-hmm. the blue lions and the golden deer i think i got those all right yeah for <laughs> some, someone who's put so many hours in i think i can already tell which house you're with yeah it's it was the black eagles <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh i will not be going into spoilers about the story in this episode because i mean honestly i don't know how many People out there that listen to us are like, oh, no, not the Fire Emblem spoilers, but just in case, because I actually think the story in this game is quite good. And there's an interesting twist, because basically, as you can understand, with those three choices, it implies multiple playthroughs. Yeah. Which isn't new to Fire Emblem. Uh, When Fates came out on 3DS a few years back, it had three playthroughs. You could pick um, Hoshido or Noor, 
and then there was Revelations, which was basically a combination playthrough. So this isn't a new thing, it's just great to have them on one cart and not yeah. piecemealed out and going, hey, you want the full thing? That's 130 bucks, which yeah. I bought because yeah. I'm weak and it's un- it was unfair to target me like that. Yeah. I have- what am I supposed to do? They- not buy three Fire yeah, Emblem they games? They knew what this was. You asked for more Fire Emblem <laughs> games and they gave you one Fire Emblem game across three exactly, releases. Exactly, and I bought them all. Yeah. Uh, they gave you the old Pokemon. Exa- they did, yeah. except like there's not any incentive to trade and the only difference is one of them was sort of easy and one of them was hard mm. anyway different story phase was uh but yeah all on one cart you may and yeah you'll, you pick your house each house has unique students which i'm not even going to list them all because there's a bunch uh when you pick your house that locks you into those students in particular and the obviously house leaders which the black eagles is edelgard which yeah. you even if you haven't played three houses you've probably seen her because she is she's the face of the yeah release. like even even though the other two house leaders are prominent like it just feels like eagle guards the the main yeah. one because so far so is um the max factory guys to do the little figmas yeah uh, they're doing they like yeah we're doing a fire emblem three houses one it's eagle guard <laughs> yeah so there's one of them's the archer guy yeah so that's claude yeah. he's with the golden deer yeah who's the blue lions guy that's dimitri is he like a knight He's sort of, yeah, so basically each house has a focus. Yeah. The the Black Eagles are mage-based, like magic-based, yeah. which is why you've probably seen my house has heaps of magic users. Yeah. Just coming out the wazoo. Uh, Golden Deer is very archery-based, so they're more hunters sort of yeah. stuff. And yeah, the Blue Lions are knights and sort of those sort of classical noble-class yeah. things. I'm, I'm just trying to align the marketing and stuff that I've yeah. seen because um, my where I actually work is directly opposite <laughs> from an EB, so they run their big screens up with the th- so I've seen these people pushed in my eyes for the last <laughs> so and um and you've got you know classic archer boy you've got standard knight guy and then you've got this chick with like armor that includes a crown of horns yes and I'm like well all right you're the most important one yeah. it's pick the main character <laughs> like <laughs> yes. you can always pick the main characters yeah. uh. And that is a good point. That's that's part of the time skip, which is obviously another part of this game, which, again, without going into story details, there is a point you will hit in the game where it goes, cool, five years later. And that's when things sort of start going off the rails, depending on which house you pick. Because up until that point, I'm led to assume it's pretty similar. Because you're playing through the same sort of story beats. It's just, there's a couple of things I can yeah. see being different, because... Some things really relate to the Black Eagles when yeah. I'm playing through a story. I'm like, are they going to... Which would be really awkward in to someone just suddenly, else's storyline. Yeah, to insert the blue lines and like, yeah. what's the connection? Yeah. Like, the stuff with Black Eagles specifically feels connected to that story. So I, I am interested to see those missions, but largely I can see the outline being the same. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, after that time skip is where it diverts. Uh, but yeah, so you pick your house and you lead your students. The thing, one of the hooks of this game has been that typically in Fire Emblem, you get your characters and they are what they are. Yeah. Like you get your thief and he's a thief and you just promote him up from there and you get your, your sort, your yeah, like thief knights and paladins yeah, and all that sort yeah. of stuff. And that's it. You have some control. Like sometimes there'll be like a split, a fork in their promotion paths. Yeah, you get and, like ninja or assassin or yeah, something like exactly. that. Yeah, exactly. This one just goes, hey, look, here are these guys. Here are their stats. Here's what they want to be. But as their professor, you can go in and if you want to get real nitty gritty, which I started doing just recently, I got my notebook out. I'm like, cool. All right. What are yeah. my students doing? You can give them two things to focus on as a study or yeah. just one. If you want to just pound one, just like if you want to just gain XP for one thing, yeah. pick one and leave a second blank. And in doing that, you actually have a decent, you have control over where their stats go. 
mm. which allows you to promote them into the units you want. Not everyone's good at everything. So, for example, I had... Oh, what's, no, I've had a few. So this is you're also like a job counsellor yes, as well. Yes, yeah. yeah, you you're the careers guy. You're the careers guy. <laughs> so where do you see yourself in, in five, five years? years? At war. At okay. war, actually, yeah. Mm. I see myself as like as like a white mage. Mm, mm. It's not a big market for those. <laughs> what we need is snipers. <laughs> I'm thinking assassin. Yeah. Are you cool with assassin? I was uh, hoping to help people. Assassin. Hold your sword backwards, <laughs> assassin. You'll dodge every hit and you'll counter crits. It's worth it. Trust me. Uh, but yeah, that's a really good yeah. way of looking at it. You get to decide. And there's a bunch of, like again, off the top of my head, there's like uh, swords, lance, axe, bows, reason magic, which is sort of like dark magic, which I find amusing. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> the other one, the white, traditionally white magic is faith magic, yeah. which is your healing and all that. Uh, then you've got sort of uh, the class. I don't know what you would even call them. But there's part of certain classes, like heavy armor, horse yeah. riding, flying on the Pegasus and the Wyverns and that sort of stuff. And yeah, you can control which which of those the students actually study in your weekly study lesson plans. So it sounds like they really cranked up the RPG part of this strategy, yeah. RPG. Yes. Yeah. You have, you have a lot of control now. And yeah, as I was saying, but even when they have a weakness, like some... I had Dorothea. Mm-hmm. She wasn't great with... I think it was... I think it's actually like Faith or Reason. It's one of the magics and it was so it has like a down arrow but if you start putting points into it enough it becomes a strength which is just great it it takes a bit extra so you have to really want that character to be a certain role but you can do it and additionally there are also some of them that maybe they're not meant to study but they have like three stars next to it if you progress that to a certain point it unlocks a budding talent which is like a special skill from that specific like classification that they can equip without going all the way down the chain oh okay yeah so again again not all those are worth it so it is a gamble yeah like i did one of them the other day and i got the skill it's like wow that's a waste of experience yeah sorry kid yeah (laughs) you are not getting no study hours back they're gone (laughs) but uh and switch yeah and it does have the feature and so does awakening i think which is similar to uh Dragon's Dogma, which I'll just throw in there, where if you max out a class, you get a few sort of abilities that you can carry to your next class. Yes. So as you, so you kind of snowball yeah, their that, power. As you're doing each job, yeah, you get experience. And mm. that's been the part that I'm being... Because honestly, here's my biggest regret of three houses so far. I decided to play it on normal initially yeah. because I was like, look, I kind of just want to finish my first playthrough. I know in the past I've played on hard and those runs have been hundreds of hours. Yeah. Just from like resetting and trying to like perfectly positioning my units. So I was like, do it on normal, do it on classic. It's been really easy. I have noticed you just basically cleaning up. It's like, as as some of these missions, I just put two units here and two units there. I'm like, I'm just going to break upon me. So just go on, guys. Just do do what you want. Auto battle. (laughs) And some of the... um... Uh, like the missions where you send people into potentially dangerous situations, they take zero damage and just counter kill everybody. <laughs> this this has like big, like giant beasts as well as mm. enemies, which are kind of like there's been big enemies in the past, but these ones are sort of unique in the sense that they occupy four tiles and they do they typically do heavy damage. A lot of my units either dodge their attacks or yeah. Edelgard especially. I was fighting one earlier tonight. It was just like did this huge attack, and she's like, ting, no damage. <laughs> Oh, you're gone. Right. Your shield's pretty good, but I didn't think it was that good. Would you make it out of other monsters? <laughs> Fair enough. Yep. But yeah, so and when you encounter one of those beasts, uh, after at certain points, they've got like usually two or three health bars, which you've got to deplete through to actually kill them. And those four tiles each is like a special a shield, 
Yeah. Because they can do big attacks that do huge AoE effects, which can be bad if you're a lower level. Like, when I first met them, when I encountered them early on, they were terrifying. Uh, and then if you see that happen, you get a very specific animation. If you click on them, you'll see, like, inside their red danger tiles, they're specifically colored tiles, so you know what to expect yeah. and where it's going to hit. But it, when you're... Your goal is then to like attack each of those four tiles enough to break their shields. Usually it's like two attacks each will do it. Yeah. If you do that, you will stun them, interrupt their big attack, and also usually get some loot for it, which is handy. Uh, but yeah, they're scary at first, and they're not so scary. <laughs> so you get loot from breaking monster parts. So yes. you've now got Persona in your Fire Emblem, <laughs> yeah. and Monster Hunter in monster your Fire Emblem. Yep. Yep, all right. It's usually like crafting ore and stuff, but yep. like the handy ones for some of the, the specific items you can make later in the game. Uh, but yeah, but honestly, as I say, yeah, pretty easy so far. I wish I'd gone for hard, but I guess I'll save it for my second playthrough. Um, so that's really... That, that's the first part of it. That's like the class side. Yeah. Um, Tutoring your students, picking yeah. their classes, really having a decent grasp and control over where their points are going, what classes they're going into. And but, you probably can't go much further into that with spoiler territory. Not really, in no. In terms of your characters and stuff. What, yeah. what I will say, though, is um, don't... If you're worried about picking a house and you see a student you like, you can get them. Mm. You can get them. And it's they don't make it easy sometimes. Like, I only managed to get a couple, I think, in my playthrough. And that's it. <laughs> but you, so, so to win them over, basically, you've got to have enough points in certain stat attributes. It'll, it'll tell you when you talk to them. You can pick recruit. And they'll be like, oh, I don't know, you're kind of lame. <laughs> and they'll say, hey, this guy's not interested. Maybe you've had better decks and magic. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess that's where I'm putting my points now. Yeah. So if you if you do want those other classmates, you can get them. With the exception, of course, of the house leaders. Cause yeah. But you can't leave them with an empty house. <laughs> you can leave them with an empty house. Uh, which is hilarious. I kind of want to see some of those in the time skips and just see how that works out. But, yeah. I want to see the reporting on, like, Someone, if you if you go Black Eagles all the way and you bring all of his all of the um, all of Claude's classmates over and then Claude doesn't pass the test, that that's gonna look odd. That's gonna look <laughs> sus. Like <laughs> we're always students. Yeah. Uh, we're the Black Eagles. Yeah. That doesn't seem fair. Yeah, no, I don't. I feel like this teacher's biased. <laughs> In what way? He's wearing a Black Eagle jumper right now. I honestly don't think it's possible to get everyone, but you can. Yeah. If you really wanted to, you could probably po- you know, poach a large number of certain classes if you really yeah. wanted to. Uh, yeah, but you can't take the house leaders and they usually have like a second in command you can't take either. Yeah. Because, you know, they need to have someone. Yeah. <laughs> God. <laughs> Otherwise, why even go to school anymore? And the other thing I noticed that was different, at least from Awakening, is... Well, A, the battle scenes are gorgeous. Yes. Like, the actual combat is... We're not saying Awakening's not gorgeous. It is... It's it's nice to look at. Awakening is definitely yeah. still a good looking... Especially on the 3DS, like, yeah. when it was, when it came out. And for the being the because they've done three D ish fire elements before, yeah. I'm thinking specifically of like Shadow Dragon on the DS. Mm. It's a bit ugly. Yeah, the GameCube and the Wii ones were okay, but yeah, Awakening definitely looks good. Um, but the brigade feature. Yeah, wow! I'm glad you brought that up because yeah. I'm, I'm rattling my brain right now to think of important combat things to remember. That's one of two. Yeah. So, and that's that's actually a cool mechanic as well because of the extra control you have over the, ca- the combat camera. Yeah. So typically it's always, you know, really high up, isometric, grid-based view, which is classic Fire Emblem. But you also have the option to 
zoom in a bit in this one which is neat and if you zoom in really close it actually changes sort of to more like valkyria chronicles in a way yeah where it's still grid based it's not like real time like in valkyria where you're sometimes running around just getting shot constantly yeah. like this sucks <laughs> no you can you kind of zoom in and you can sort of steer them around freely within their grid based limit time is paused uh but if you have battalions which is like this new feature where essentially you can take a unit and they've got a new well, that's one of their skills authority is a new skill thank you this also ties into <laughs> that so authority is a skill based around these battalions that you can assign to units and these give you ops- uh, access to a thing called gambits I, again this is why i'm bummed out about being on normal i've yep. barely used them yeah but there's some really cool sounding ones for example they'll sort of when you look at the details of units at the store at the monastery it has like a little grid picture and gives you a description so some of them, uh, for example, is a healing one where you can heal one person with your little battalion and they get a really good heal. And then in a certain area, everyone gets a little bit of a heal. Oh, cool. Yeah. And there's other ones that are designed to like, there's some knights, but just, I think it's like a triangle grid in front of you. Just mm. do a charge. Oh, nice. <laughs> and just can yeah. stop people from attacking next turn. Yeah. Some of them can actually, they're called, there's one called Lua, where they attack the enemy and then pull them behind you. Which oh. I can see being really bad for some units. Just pull them into your backline and don't pile them. Shred them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and yeah, they add a really interesting layer of strategy. I can't wait to really use them in hard. I think that's yeah. where they're going to... Because in, in normal, I just haven't really needed them. That sounds, look, that sounds really interesting. If you get to use them. If the enemy side gets to they use do. them, it's turning into Advance Wars real fast <laughs> for me. <laughs> the enemy does get to use them. And, yeah. But again, a normal hasn't been an issue. There's been a couple of opportunities where they've done them and... I'm like, cool, that's annoying, but I've had a way out, whether yeah. it's someone warping my ally out or just moving up alongside him and being like, you bullying my friend here? Yeah. <laughs> well, what, with your battalion? <laughs> Everything cool here? <laughs> we good? <laughs> the answer's usually no, and then they die. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the enemy does also have access to these, and they're usually denoted by, on the on your unit map, on your, your unit portrait, I should say, hmm. there's like three little green triangles. As the battalion gets weaker, because it will take damage over yeah. time, uh, it'll deplete to like I think it starts off as three green, two yellow, one red, and then depleted. Yeah. If your battalion gets broken, like your character's morale will take a hit, and for that next turn you will be unable to move. Whoa. So you'll be frozen in place. You can attack, but you yeah. can't move. So you've got to be careful if your battalion's getting low. Little pro tip to everyone listening, because I forget this all the time. Don't forget to replenish your battalions between battles, because that helps. <laughs> It helps oh, wow, that doesn't happen that. by itself. No. <laughs> so your battalions is like, because I know you have to buy, like, keep your weapons tuned up. Yes. In case you get into a situation where you forget to bring an axe or something. Yeah, because they did bring back weapon durability because I took it out of, I think, Shadows of Valencia, the last 3DS one, but mm-hmm. that's back now. Uh, which at first I was like, oh, I kind of like it being there. It means you gotta, you got to be a bit careful with your weapons. Yeah. Like in Valencia, my God. When you got some of the, like, the special weapons for each of the heroes. Yeah just like this is gonna break i'm only using this because yeah. you used to i remember in awakening you'd have to be you'd have to sort of balance out between like well do i use another slot another shot of my killing edge yeah or do i just steel sword this guy exactly down? yeah because like, well i'll just use my steel sword because i see that guy over there. <laughs> he looks bigger yeah he looks like he needs a critical hit and yeah. my killing edge is gonna do that for sure yeah so that's definitely more back in play except for magic which is that this is actually a change i really like mm-hmm because one of the big problems in the past, with weapons, I didn't mind it so much, but with the spellcasters, it was annoying. It's like, hey, this book has 30 uses. What then? I don't know, buy a new book? Yeah. Like what? <laughs> Does the mage just forget how to do magic? 
So you just should tear the page out every time <laughs> exactly. and be like, yeah, that one's done. Well, that's used. <laughs> yeah. In this one, instead, it moves to more of a um, a use based system where a, ca- a, a, a caster will have, say, 10 fires that they can use in a fight. When the fight's over, those 10 fires will they'll just refill, which oh, is okay. really good. Really, it, I feel like I can use my casters with confidence now. Yeah. And as you progress down, like other other classes will actually have like abilities that double the amount of ones, so you can you go from ten to twenty. Yeah. So it, it, there are ways they sort of enhance that as well. I just really like my casters being able to cast without having to worry about yeah. losing all their magic. And I mean, ten shots of um, a mission doesn't sound like a lot, but I've seen you seem to clean up most missions in five to six turns. Yeah. Uh, that might again be because of normal. <laughs> At the start. Turn, some fights would drag out but a lot of the ones at the moment yeah they're like five turns max yep. now but i am coming up to some of the big final battles so maybe that'll change who knows yep. but uh yeah mages definitely feel much more usable now um but yeah and the other so the other thing of combat that's interesting is that they have ditched the weapon triangle i did see that and part of me was like blasphemy and then the other <laughs> part of me was like what do you care you've played one fire emblem again <laughs> <laughs> at first i was on the same page i was like this why get rid of this this is like one of the it at first, I was like, it'd be like if Pokemon got rid of weaknesses, right? Because yeah. that's sort of what the weapon triangle was anyway. It was like, hey, he's got a sword, better get a lance. Or yep. he's got an axe, better bring a sword. But instead of having that in place, uh, some things are still advantageous naturally. Like, bows mm-hmm. are still good against flying units. That's just a thing that you've got to deal with. You just have to be ready for that. Uh, but for the other ones, as you progress down their class trees, for example, an axe user... Yeah, we'll get a buff later on where they're it's an so it's an ability that you have to equip on the unit where ex- axes do extra damage against lance users, so it is sort of there still. It's just not so much of a default thing anymore. You have mm-hmm. to build your units with that in mind, and there's a whole bunch of combat skills to equip, so you might not even bring it, especially if you take them through a couple of different like job classes. Those skill lists fill up quick. <laughs> You play because you played Awakening, didn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did. Yeah, and like that's pretty much the only one I did. Yeah, I'm not sure if it was. A, I I definitely remember doing this in Fates. Basically, especially in, especially in Fates, I was just taking units through jobs to get yeah. skills. Yeah, and then you're like getting ready to deploy for battle. You're like, all right, what skills do I want to take? Yeah, do I want to take um, like execute from my assassin and chuck that on there, and make sure that I do like a critical hit. Like, there's a really good chance of doing a crit as a counter or when opening. Lethality, that was the Yeah, that was it. Lethality. And you would just stack all of those along yeah. too. And yeah, he'd, just, just, be, he'd just be like just a Just put them front lines. Like, yeah. You can walk into that blender if you want, but yeah. I wouldn't. Yeah, and they will because they're idiots. Because <laughs> the AI's uh, not smart. It's yeah. just like, well, there's a unit there I can hit. I'm going to yeah. go hit that unit. Yeah. Your choice, man. Yep. See ya. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's sort of the, that's the bonus to taking people through multiple jobs is they get a bunch of skills and... Sometimes it is worth it just for one skill. Like, I took my Petra through the Assassin Tree mostly just for Lethality. Yeah. Which just gives her insane, like, crit opportunities. And now she's a Swordmaster, which already has pretty big crit opportunities. And now she's just a critical hit machine. Yeah, you can just stack them up. Yeah. yeah. So I can, like, now in my combat, like, encounters, I can pretty comfortably just send her off on her own. And she'll dodge every hit as a Swordmaster and counter with crits as an Assassin. So just... It's always fun making the perfect units. Yeah, just making, yeah, like a literal death machine. Yeah, and just, and just running them into the enemy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, how do we counter this? We only got to do one job. Yeah. Ah, your professors suck. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Your professors are with me. <laughs> yeah, your professors are with me now. <laughs> we trained you wrong as a joke. <laughs> we trained you wrong as a joke. Uh, but yeah, so combat, as always, is alive and well in this game. 
I'm looking forward to trying it on hard. It does also still include um, classic and casual. I wish I had a different name for casual, but yeah. whatever. So basically that is, in casual, if a unit dies in combat, they'll come back next fight. No biggie. Yeah. In classic, if they're dead, they're dead. <laughs> that is just how the cookie crumbles. To counter that, again, this is also in Shadows of Valencia. Let's be honest here. When a unit dies, Brennan, what do you do? Um, all buttons yep. on my DS soft at reset. once. Soft the, old, reset. the old soft reset. Bop. I'm not committing to that playthrough. That timeline <laughs> is over. Just scrub it. Yep, scrub it. Wipe it out. Reset the stars. Yep. Just get the old time zone out. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, in, so in Shadows of Valencia, they introduced a mechanic that lets you rewind turns. It is back in this one. Just, again, just a good quality of life enhancement because it just... You do it anyway. You. You're going to you soft do it reset. manually. So. so the game's like, look, here's five rewinds. Use them yep. wisely. And, as and you they can pretend it's a tool. They yeah. can pretend it's a feature. They call it like Dragon Pulse and it's yeah. tied to a character called Sophus and you're like okay you've barely explained this just enough I still have questions about how this is it only a combat thing because can I use it when I make the wrong like when I say the wrong thing at a tea party no no we'll get not. there <laughs> we'll get there um, or can I use it because so basically how you're instead of the classic just like hey here's a seal and your classes change for your units in this one because it's a school yeah you're taking exams maybe Oh. everyone's taking exams so if you basically each class has a requirement <laughs> so like lancers need to be a writing b etc etc based on how well they do there it will give you a percentage chance yeah if you meet all the requirements perfect chance of passing if you're like a bit short you can gamble if yeah. it says like 70 percent, you can be like give it a go yeah in those situations i would love my professor to be able to be like dragon pulse yeah. <laughs> here are the answers yeah. <laughs> Just jot them down. Just gets your exam and looks at it and is like, now look. (laughs) Are you sure that's the answer you want to put in? No. (laughs) But yeah, so, um, but yeah, the idea is that they're meant to take the exams and pass. Easy to do if they put the time in and get the skill points. But you can gamble. You can try it. I've I've done it a couple of times with like a 50-50 success. Yeah. I gambled on a 70% chance and passed. There was another one I gambled on a 50% chance and failed. So, you know. Now I've noticed that you, your character, your professor, is present on the battlefield, and yes. you obviously play them running around. Because you're an avatar, running around sword hogwarts. It's a, a self insert game, of yeah. course, as yeah. it has been since Awakening at this point. Yep, as the as the one person who can influence events and shape outcomes. Um, Usually, you're like meant to be just a tactician, you were, yeah. or a librarian, yeah. or something. Up like until that. like I think Awakening. Awakening was like, oh, you're actually a unit now. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, why, why do I need my own model on the battlefield? So you can marry someone, obviously. It's true. Um, but you can change classes. Right? Yes. So I've seen you do it. Yeah. And you've got four swords at the moment. It's rad as hell. Um, it's a great class. Do you have to take your own exams? Yes. <laughs> okay. You do take exams because yeah. you're a professor. Because yeah. one of the things you can actually do as a... Well, it's continuing professional education. You've got to keep that up. You've got to put them, you know, you've got to make it look right for the students. Yep. It's like, hey, he just, he just gave himself the yeah. class. <laughs> Yeah, I'm a professor. I make the rules. <laughs> Ten points to Dumbledore. <laughs> Ten points to Dumbledore. No, yeah, you do have to take the test still. And, which is also a good thing to bring up because another part of being a teacher, on this on the days where I mentioned briefly at the top of this discussion, which is already blowing out, but hey, it's Fire Emblem, you should have seen this coming. Yeah. Uh, you can explore the monastery. If you don't want to do that, there are other options. One of them is just general combat. Yeah. Sometimes it'll just be a, just a battle. You, you can just go fight at a grind forever. Yeah. Other ones will have like a so basically at the top of the screen there's a bar. Mm. It'll have like a number. Like usually, usually it's one at the gate, but I've hit two now. And some of them will take one of a chunk of that bar. So you, 
you'll have an infinite battle you can just like grind forever yeah if you really want to it's usually pretty weak so you you know your benefits will not be great from it yeah but some of them are stronger and will have like a sword next to them just to indicate that if you do this fight as one chunk of your bar that's using some time that's an action yeah you don't get to kill people for free anymore. No. <laughs> Not like you used to. And this is sort of where the paralogues end up, which previously are just sort of side missions for certain characters. Absolutely do them. There's been some fun ones if you're playing the game. Uh, but yeah, apart from those two features, there's also the ability to rest. You can just have a day off. Yeah. I haven't done it yet. <laughs> yeah. Why would you? But um, there's a specific weapon you get uh, that halfway through the game, I want to say, but if you use it up its durability, to, the only way to fix it is to rest. Oh. To have days off uh, again I'd never really use that weapon because I'm on normal so I didn't yeah. need it but that's an option there yeah. the other one is seminars so you know you're a professor you're yeah. in school so you can, yeah. have, you can hold seminars yeah. and initially basically there are about I want to say like five or six characters who can come and teach your class and they'll usually it'll be a, a character and then like a couple of different specific things I'll focus on like Catherine would be like hey I'll teach about heavy armor yeah. and like swords and stuff like that and, that's, and then it'll tell you which students will attend, which I always get really judging. Like, well, everyone should attend, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> attend, please, yes. these seminars. You don't have to attend, <laughs> it but is... I will be taking a role. <laughs> <laughs> these are extracurricular, but... But... I'm looking at you, Ferdinand, then... <laughs> you slacker. Not a long glare. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they'll come and teach a class, and it's... It's just always, maybe it's just, it was stopping funny about halfway, but at the start when I would run a seminar for for magic, which my guy was focusing on, mm. like my professor, he would be in the class like taking notes. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, there you go. You're yeah. dedicated. Yep. Just in showing, next to your students, big piles of books. <laughs> just showing your students that, you know, like yeah. it's a little playing field. We're all going for the same yeah. classes here. Learning's fun, guys. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm loving it. Yeah. Didn't you just fail the exam? Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> They're the teachers, am I right? <laughs> They're the worst. Uh, yes. Things rigged. <laughs> so yeah, the school the school mechanics are just fun, man. I I was initially pretty concerned it going more personary without would move the story forward on the calendar. But I think it, after a couple of cycles, I got into the swing of it. Yeah. It's just always it is always a bit intimidating in any of these sort of games where it's just like, hey, your time is finite, and you always run. <laughs> I guess you run the risk of like, what are you choosing? also means what are you not choosing exactly what are you skipping and that if boy in persona that's brutal yeah it's less of an issue here i think because as much as they are alike persona definitely puts more weight on it yeah where it's like hey you've got morning hmm. school like after school and evening and you know what your friend called you and they want to hang out yeah i know you wanted to go and read that book <laughs> but, um, your friend wants to go see a movie yeah what are you gonna do about it who wants to go and see a two-hour movie yeah Alright, I'll do it. Cool, that took up your day. Just, what? what you <laughs> it was two hours. <laughs> now I'm going to read my book. No, you're tired. <laughs> Go to Damn bed. Damn it. <laughs> but honestly, let's be real here. Persona is like the most accurate like simulation of being an adult. Yeah. Yeah, you have to room for one thing a day. Yeah. Like, that's like it. you get home from work, you're like, what am, am I watching a movie? Yeah. I'm not playing a game for a couple of hours. I get to pick one. Yep. It's not both. Yeah, no, I had well, um, <laughs> I had a day off today. Did absolutely, had nothing booked all day. Had nothing to do all day. I managed to play... Uh, play a game for about an hour and a half and then I've done this podcast now because the entire rest of my day is just chasing around this like two foot tall tornado <laughs> that just wrecks shit um, and, and laughs and it's the best but you achieve nothing like <laughs> you do nothing Joel can take that on, on yeah Joel you show. look forward to that look it's going to be great you will achieve nothing look forward to tornadoes <laughs> yeah it's good uh... you just basically put back what they took off so 
whether that's stuff off the shelves or you know their clothes or the plug things they unplugged or whatever you just put it back yeah done so one last thing about fire room before we move on as because you mentioned it earlier obviously supports are back which are basically fire Emblem's, fire emblems version of social links mm-hmm. not as in-depth they don't offer as many like perks per se yeah but uh, as you as you progress them certain units will get better like avoid and hit rates when they're close by which is great the support conversations feel much better written in this yeah. game like they used to be really short sort of like just like sort of sometimes throwing darts at a wall like, sometimes and this is the scene here yeah. and it's over you're like what? Huh? i wondered in awakening sometimes whether the two the dialogue was written for each other if that made sense like you have vike and he has three things uh, that he says yeah. and you have Anna and she has three things that she says and then they just sort of connect just them together throw it together, throw yeah. it together. and that could be Vike could have been anyone <laughs> yeah like, exactly and Anna could have been anyone exactly that yeah. is a good point that's really yeah. how they felt and they, they were fine for what, for what yeah. they were but they're, these ones feel way better some of the characters some of the interactions are very basic but there's a couple of characters that have a really good dynamic going on and some very interesting stories to tell yeah uh, especially with the whole a lot of this this game Again, I don't, I don't want to throw around the Game of Thrones comparisons too much. Fire Emblem's always been like political fantasy sort of yeah. stuff. But just lots of interesting... Like, my character... Like, I'll... Slight spoiler. Edelgard that I picked and sided with with the Black Eagles. Currently, her goal is to overthrow nobility, essentially. She wants to do the old break the wheel. Yeah. <laughs> like Daenerys Targaryen. Uh, I don't think it's going to go as badly, but that's from a you know a Black Eagle loyalist, so yeah, maybe you yeah. can't trust me. So, maybe on maybe, the outside, yeah. you think I'm a monster. Yeah. Maybe like once your objective is all completed, you can be like, well, that wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, that was fine. We didn't kill that many innocent people. Oh, I got head on me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not another one. <laughs> on my boots. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So, obviously, with this school environment, there are new ways to, to strengthen those bonds. There's the usual sort of, you know, give gift mechanic, which a lot yeah. of games have now. We're like, hey, it says here on your profile that you like art. Here's a sketchbook. And they're like, I love it. You're like, cool, good. That's a heart and two up arrows. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> you're, you're, the, you're the girl with the, the colored hair that spends a lot of her time looking down into the side and wears black. <laughs> here's like here's like a creepy doll. Oh, you, Hey, you, you leave Farger yeah. alone. <laughs> that, was ex- that was exactly a burn on Farger. <laughs> Just because she's creepy and weird. She's exactly she's creepy not, and weird. She's not as bad as, I think it was Henry in, I'm not sure if he was in Fates or in Awakening, but like plucking fingers off of people. Yeah. He was a weirdo, okay? Yeah. Faja was a bit creepy, but she meant well. Henry, I refuse Just... to subscribe to any fear of it, he, he meant well. He was a creep. Um, Probably pet like Hubert in this one. Yes. Seems, Hub- like, seems like a bit... Maybe he likes coffee though. He does. Yeah. Okay. He can't, he's be, gonna... he can't be a bad guy. All right. Let's humanize the monsters. It's fine. But no, you're absolutely right. Like Hubert has a very specific, a specifically divine character. But honestly, when you look at your design, you kind of get it. Yeah. You're like, yeah, you seem like you're a bit, like a little bit evil. Like, yeah. a, you're a little bit messed up, and he is. He loves killing. Yeah, but he's on your team. He's on so my team, okay. so it's fine. He, it's he's, fine. He's just until doing it to protect as, Edelgard. Yeah, until such time as the war is over. <laughs> yeah, and then we start reevaluating <laughs> yeah. our friendships. You, but I think you should maybe take a walk. We need to. We need to dial that back. Because, <laughs> like the other side, the other try to refocus like, your energies. <laughs> as far as designs go, Dorothea with her, with her JoJo's hat. Mm-hmm. She's amazing. She's, a, in, she's an instant favorite. She was an instant like because in between missions, it gives you a bunch of various statistics, and one of them is like most deployed yeah she's always towards the top yeah she's always up there like one of the most deployed units in the game 
which also just means not only Black Eagles guys yeah. are like like people who join Blue Lions and Golden Deer are still recruiting her to and deploying, deploying her, her. Yeah. Because of her sweet hat. Because she's a, she's got a cool well, hat. So she's probably you know she's probably a good character. She is. Dorothy is a very cool character. But they introduce her with a sweet hat. She's a singer, and she's not actually a nobility. She's a commoner. She was born from a noble. Yeah. Who had an affair with her maid, but she didn't. So it, oh man, I, there's this whole subplot, sub like plot mechanic called crests. Yeah. We haven't even touched. I haven't on even that. touched on that because the crest is if you get if don't get me wrong, do you suspect or do you know that the fire emblem is a crest that's the thing i haven't encountered encountered the fire emblem yet in this game and mm. it almost always shows up in every game because yeah. it's fire emblem yeah and and honestly when i awakening i just assumed that was just the court name of the game yeah. and i played through it and then they're like oh it's the fire emblem and i was like oh my god it's actually a thing <laughs> yeah, have, did you look at the camera when you said that like it's a bit goofy i yeah. hope it doesn't because like every time it happens in other games you're like it's kind of silly guys yeah. <laughs> do we have to call it that can we call it anything else like, it just sort of looks like a shield with gems in it. Yeah. Does it have to be the Fire Emblem? But whatever. In this one, like, for my pr- protagonist has the Crest of Flames. Okay. It could be yeah. similar. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Crest of his whole thing that sort of govern how society runs. Uh, if you have a Crest, usually it enhances abilities. But yeah. the catch is, to have a Crest, usually you have royal blood. Uh. You're of the nobility, per se. And that's where Dorothea's story comes in. She yeah. was born of a noble having an affair with a maid but she didn't have a crest so that noble wanted nothing to do with her so she basically couldn't, she couldn't use crests she couldn't use crests so she had no royal blood so well she had royal blood but just yeah. not the important stuff I guess so she becomes a singer and eventually finds her way to the monastery mm-hmm. and becomes a student and yeah there's, there's a decent mix of like nobles with crests and those who don't have them yep. some have two crests oh, well, those are the super special people the 1% yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah so crests are important and yeah they do a bunch of different things. Some of them, like, for example, my main crest is, like, the Crest of Flames, where if I hit an enemy, I'll get health back. It's like a yeah. health drain sort of ability. Not the full allotment of damage, yeah. because sometimes I'm hitting for, like, 30 now, yeah. and that would be ridiculous if I got 30 health back, but it's, like, a percentage of that. Yeah. Uh, other ones are, like, there's one for Lindhart, which is my house's healer, that increases his healing output. So it's just, like, little little buffs for that, but as if, as far as, like, story mechanics go... They do a good job of integrating them both into the story and the combat, which is good. Uh, but, possibly the most important way of bonding with your classmates. At school, you can invite a single person to a tea party. To a delightful tea party. A delightful tea party, tea party in the gardens. You've yep. got like the little stand set up with like cakes and stuff yep. like that. You've got your tea. You get to pick the tea from a long list of teas you've collected. Yeah. They've... It'll have like a star rating and like a description on who would like it. Something yeah. like maybe a noble, like a noble person would like that. Yeah, maybe they would. And if you, if you pick the right one, like the character will comment on it, like, "Oh, you picked my favorite." Huh. It's happened to me once so far. It was a complete fluke, but it's there. Can I just say, like, I came in and saw you uh, in a tea party with uh, one particular character. I can't. I don't know who she is, but she has love, like white hair and the thing, like the um, bangles and stuff tied through it. She looks. Maybe I'm not describing. She looks quite fancy and well-to-do and everything you're having a lovely tea party with her and i thought oh that's nice that's that's a cool feature and stuff that must be you know to do with like what she likes to do so you're using that too and then later on i came back and you were having a tea party with dorothea and i thought (laughs) can you have a tea party with anybody yes brendan you can (laughs) can i invite literally any of my friends to a tea party if they're a unit that you can have a support conversation with yes which means you you know that cool uh professor with the monocle and the mustache 
can invite him to a tea party. I think I would love to have him to a tea party. He's lovely. He's yeah. a lovely guest. I did. Get, I had a tea party at Oasis Night with Hubert. Yeah. I was only mostly scared for my life, but yeah. he, he liked tea. He likes yeah. coffee more, but he was happy for tea. Yeah. But yeah. So, and in these tea parties, the the, the mechanics are pretty simple. You pick a tea, they drink it, and then there's a conversation section where basically there's three little circles. Each of those circles, you have three options. And based on what you pick, if they like the conversation, basically sort of guides the conversation. You don't hear the conversation, but like for Dorothea, it's just like, I don't know, cute boys. Yeah. You're like, hey, there's cute boys. And she's like, yeah, I like that conversation. And the next one's like, um, bat- like battle strategy. She's like, don't care about that. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Only cute boys, please. Yeah. <laughs> cute boys, no strategies, please. And you're like, all right, cool. That conversation didn't go so well. Like and yeah. Sims, your battle strategies? Mm, minus. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly that. Uh, if you manage to nail all three of those, I don't fully understand what this segment's meant to be, mm-hmm. but it reminds me sort of of the features that used to be in Awakening and Fates where you could just like move the camera around the, the character model. Yeah. And it's just like, like, I'm sure this is meant to not be insidious. Yeah. I'm but, not using it for anything un- so, unbecoming. So you nail all three. And then for that session, or for that character permanently, that session. okay, for that session, you can then just go and have a look at Schubert yeah. and how and he's, how he's I, just sitting there drinking his tea. There's there's like a there seems to be a small element of interactivity because when I did, I did it with the I accomplished this because it was so easy to figure out what he wanted mm-hmm. to hear uh, with the professor the, yeah. with the mustache the Hanuman I believe his name is, and I could like interact with his monocle yeah and be like yeah it's, it's a monocle mate <laughs> like what why is this here. <laughs> I mean, I remember, I think it was Awake, either Awakening or Fates had like that feature where it was just a close up of their face, sort of like Pokemon and me. Yeah. And you're like, why is this here? Why can I pat <laughs> you with the touch screen? Touch- oh, yeah. Oh, oh. It was weird, but it's sort of back, not as egregious, but like, this reminds me of that. But the character models look really nice. So it's nice, it is nice to sort of just look at the character models as well. Um, but I honestly think that might cover my Fire Emblem talk. Do you have any questions? Oh boy. <laughs> so many questions about the tea parties. The tea parties are very yeah. cool. Um, look, I think we've covered off most of it. And we I've, really, I've, I've seen... I tried to be as far as I could. There's probably things I've forgotten, but I probably will talk about this game again when I finish it. So, And I did. Ra- I tried to raise everything that I've seen in passing that I found really interesting. The monsters are a really like a, a different edition. Um, I was going to say, you know, they're a strange new addition. They're not. They're just something else to fight. Yeah, I mean, um, Fire Emblem in the past, like, usually there's, like, a big boss, which yeah. is several tiles, but I'm not sure if it's been as often, like, in in odd missions here and there. It's like, hey, it's a monster. I'm like, oh, yeah. wow, that thing's a bit big and scary. Yeah, and now it's part <laughs> of the storyline. There's a few different types. There's, like, birds and wolves and just sort of dragon lizard things and, yeah. like, a big armoured unit. So there's a few different types as well. And it'd be interesting to go back to something like Awakening and see how... Because uh, it has always been had that political strategy to it, uh, and the political fantasy sort of. But yeah. whether that whether the the uh, parallels we're drawing with Game of Thrones is just because Game of Thrones is so fresh. Maybe. Um, what I will say, actually, I think that was definitely less present in Awakening. Yeah. Because Awakening was more of a story. Well, it was a story of just this one sort of party. Or... Yeah. The what was their name? I can't even remember their name. I feel really bad. I like Crom and Co. Yeah, Crumb and yeah, Co. And yeah. the guy that, and not Marth. Yeah. Who was actually with Cena. Yeah. Uh there's a several future stars of Smash. Yeah. yeah. Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Smash people who don't like Fire Emblem. I'm one of those people that when a new Fire Emblem character gets announced for Smash, I'm like a little bit excited. Yeah. One more sword boy. Let's go. 
what that's one thing I will bring up actually. Since since you did bring up Awakening, even though I really enjoyed Awakening and Fates, I know there was a section of the fan base that didn't like the waifu side of it. Let's be real here, where all of those games, especially well, you know, both Awakening and Fates, was like, hey, match make these people. Yeah. Make them have kids. Yeah. Like, breed the perfect children. Oh, yeah, the terrifying eugenics yeah. aspect of of, um, of Awakening, because that also featured time travel. Yeah, because Awakening... And, like, Awakening's way of doing it was not... It was weird, but... Yeah. Uh, when I tell you, like, the Fates one was really weird. Awakening's was just, like, sort of... After they got married and had a... Like, they'd be like... They wouldn't even have the kid. They'd just get married, and then the kid would be like, boop, through a yeah. portal. And like, hey, guys, what's up? Like, <laughs> I'm your future kid. This is weird. <laughs> Because I, I remember reading, um, like a guy like I just thought, all right, what's the what's the classic guide for how are you gonna, how do you expect to beat Iron Man Classic Plus or whatever it was called on um, Fire Emblem Awakening? Because this game's pretty hard on normal. Um, and I read through it, and they're like, what you need, you know, this is what you need to do. And it was this whole terrifying family tree of making sure these particular people got together so yep. that you can breed their, yep. their immortal death machine <laughs> children. And I'm like, oh boy, oh boy. Yep. So that's not here. That's probably for the best. It was really weird in Fates when they did it because, and anyone who's out there who rem- remembers Fates better than me, correct me if I'm wrong, but I have distinct memories of in that game when you would get people together, they would have the child, and you'd just sort of like put it in a time mm-hmm. accelerating thing, and then you'd pick it up and go, Sup, son? <laughs> and oh, just, boy. And you'd just like have this aged warrior. You're like, this is weird. Did no one raise that child? <laughs> But yeah, so that's not here though. Okay. I think I've, like, you have, you do, I think you have an option to get married. I just picked a thing where it's like, hey, which character would you like to spend the rest of your life with? And I was like, that one? And like, we, we will remember this. Yeah. I'm like, what does that mean? <laughs> that's really Who ominous. are you? <laughs> this is ominous. Who's we? So I, I think it's more reserved, like, that stuff's sort of reserved as a post game thing now rather yeah. than in, in Awakening and Fates where it's like, all right, you two are fighting next to each other forever until yeah. you get married. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is just your fate. We don't like each other. You will. You will. You will. You'll get little love hearts pop up every time you get a kill together, or someone love jump in killing front of people. Someone. Yeah, someone will jump in front of someone else to save them from an attack. Exactly. And then you'll have a child. Yeah. And then you, one of you will be benched, yeah. and your child will come out. We'll build up that support rank again, only so that you'll jump in front to save them because they've got <laughs> double S ranked black magic or whatever. Oh my god. I do like those games, but yeah, it is sort of nice to not have to worry about that mechanic anymore. Yeah, and it was like it was a perfectly cool. It was. You know, it's no different to no different to I guess you know breeding, breeding Pokemon, Pokemon exactly. That except, was what I was thinking. Except the fact that they're human beings, and, <laughs> and when you read it through this certain lens and you look at it, you're like, oh boy. <laughs> yeah, when you're like, you're looking at a person going, cool, you've got good attributes here and here. Yeah. You would go well with that. Per- cool, yeah. you guys are a thing now. Yeah, you make thing. me a kid. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah, no, no, wait, what game is this? And you're like, Les Enfants. Oh, sorry, I meant Fire Emblem. Fire Emblem Awakening. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's not there. You, you, it seems like you get married, but don't worry. No creepy eugenics projects going on now. Okay. Not this time. Maybe this in, time. now that they've built the framework, yeah. it could happen next time. Yeah. Oh, look forward to it. Yeah, look forward to the sequel. Oh, with all the creepy breeding you need. Hard pass. <laughs> Awakening and Fate's so good, but yeah. Like, I mean, it's, and at the time, I it know. was just like, oh, cool. Because if you were just playing it organically as the game was meant to be played, you'd be like, oh, cool. This is what this is what the child of Anna and 
Varian? Who was the Archer Prince? Virian. Virian, yeah. Anna and Virian. Oh, cool. And it's got like the face of one of them. It's, it's like that Pokemon mixing game. It's <laughs> it really the face is. of one of them and the hair color of the other one. It is exactly like, that. So yeah, it just like, picks a color and a face and yeah, goes, no, oh, that's a person. Yeah. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. You got pretty good stats. And you know what? It's a free It's a free soldier. If I wasn't playing soft reset game, I'd appreciate <laughs> that because I really need them. Honestly, one of the driving forces in that game for me doing that was like, I just want to see all these units. I want to yeah. see all these characters. Give me more characters. And then you try to get them to interact with each other. And again, you get that line A, line C, exactly. line E, line B, line D, and line F. And just... Yeah. And like the armies in those games got so big. And I think that's where three houses sort of benefits from having smaller houses where, honestly, I never really had more than 10 or 12 units. So yeah. I think that's just allowed them to build better stories, like better support, like arcs. Yeah. Each and, you, and that's, that's, it's better. It gives you a better game and a better moment to moment as well because you're they can keep the battles smaller and they're more interesting and on a, like we soft reset when you lose it and you don't want to go through five twenty unit turns no. to lose someone to a critical hit and have to reset the yeah. whole thing again. That was the hardest in Awakening of Fates when that happened because there would be huge fights in yep. those games and again on hard they could go for like an hour sometimes yeah. and you would just a unit would just get hit by a bad crit. Yeah, and it's like that's that's an hour. And it's gone. usually the boss at the end of the field because they're usually super all, strong. Yeah, all the way there, and you're like, "Come on, dodge!" You didn't dodge. You didn't dodge, and yep. you're dead. And mm-hmm. soft reset. Yeah, and then just go to sleep because I'm not doing that. Yeah, no, I'm not doing it again. again. <laughs> but yeah, so that that thankfully has been sort of sort of toned down a bit with his with his, a lot of just a lot of good quality of life changes. Just sharpening the the focus down to a smaller group of characters is just. I think it's paid off. Yeah, and le- and gives you more time to connect with them and care about them. Yes, yeah. and if you want, and it's a really good incentive because Fates had this sort of because it had these different families, but because the games were so big and the cast so huge, to yeah. do a second playthrough is just like it's too long. In this one, like once I knock over my first playthrough, I'm pretty keen to jump in again. I want to meet these other students because I spent a bit of time with them and talked to them a little bit, yeah. but not really enough to sort of get a, a gauge on their characters so i'm really keen to go back for that alone so for a jumping in point do you think three houses because it does sound it's markedly I, different i think it's got enough different I, to previous games i really think it is a good jumping in point like up until now my answer would have been awakening mm-hmm. but even just discussing it now with you as much as i love awakening there's a lot going on yeah and Moving the story to the calendar system, a smaller cast that you can get closer to quickly, like weapon triangles sort of being gone, sort of making the combat a bit easier to sink your teeth into, but still have that layer of depth later. Yeah. I do really think three houses might be the one. And you've got a lot of, there's a lot of things like the gambit system and brigades and battalions. Yeah, there's there's still new stuff, yeah. But also, it also certainly sounds like if you're not playing it on hard, some of that's a bit optional. Yeah. And if you don't really want to get to grips with it, if you are later, if you are you worried can... about how taxing and time consuming a turn based strategy game can be, definitely try it on normal because it's been pretty easy. <laughs> and I, maybe that's just because I, I mean, I've got a lot of fire emblem experience now. So sometimes I'll look at a map and the units. I'm like, cool, I know what to do here. Yeah, <laughs> I, I got this. We're gonna push the left. And... Just if you are new to this game, and you're like, what do I do? Put all your units in the trees in this game. Yeah, the tree, the forests, and the evasion bonus they give you—incredible. And um, honestly, don't feel you shouldn't feel any shame for playing a fire emblem game on an easier difficulty no. or normal, or particularly something like this. Because when I go into it, I, you know, I've told you about my entire day off, and I had an hour and a half free. 
uh, if I'm playing a game, I'm going to be playing it on easy difficulty because I want to see these stories. Yeah, I want to meet these characters, and I don't, and I can't afford to get bogged down. And which I, is a shame, I, but... I fully encourage people to play on on casual if they want to. Mm. I really don't like it being called that. It should be called anything else because yeah. time poor. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's just nice to just be able to not worry about your characters dying. I, I like the fear. Yeah. But if you don't, then yeah, just play casual, play, play normal, play casual. Just enjoy the story, enjoy the strategy, go as deep as you want to. But yeah, yeah. it's just, I think, and it really feels like a good, like, a, Fire Emblem Awakening was the, the do or die for that series. Yeah. Like, it was yeah. like, if Awakening doesn't do well, that's it. We're shelving this franchise. It's gone the way of Advance Wars. Yeah. <laughs> rip. rip. <laughs> uh, but, no, no rip for Advance Wars. <laughs> Burn in hell, Advance Wars. But, <laughs> thankfully, Awakening was a runaway success, and the, the series just become one of the big ones for Nintendo, which is why you see them have like Marth, Roy, Lucina, Ike, Robin, Corin. Yeah. God, there's so many of them. Yeah, there's like seven, six, six characters in Smash that are all Fire Emblem characters. That's why, because it's now one of Nintendo's money-making franchises. Three Houses feels like a good, a good point for this franchise to take the next step. Yeah. Sort of like how Monster Hunter World was for Monster Hunter, right? Because that series has always been popular. But it was also still a bit niche. Yeah. And I think this is really Fire Emblem shot at maybe hitting that even that huge Switch audience. Who from Three Houses is coming to Smash? Oh, <laughs> see, I honestly don't think anyone. I would worry it would be the Professor. Yeah. Like Byleth, I think is the character's name. If only because then you've got, because you can obviously pick gender, you can have male or female Byleth. If I, I just, man, here's my, here's my one. My one sticking point with Smash, right? Yeah. Picking its Fire Emblem characters. Sakurai, you do know that there are non-sword-using units, <laughs> right? Like, you've had this chance. But he's always like, nah, sword units. Sword boy. Like, where, sword girl. where's my cool... Like, not even just, like, from Three Houses. If I had to pick Three Houses specifically, I would like to see... It'll be a name that'll mean nothing to anyone, I guess. Yeah. Um, There is a cool... Uh, like, I, man, picking is hard. Even just thinking about, you know, as the face of like Edelgard, Edelgard. with a sword and well, a, she uses with an a axe. shield and an axe. She's an axe shield user, so, and yeah. a big axe. Like that would be there was a there's a cool move set there. Edelgard with an axe, or yeah, Dimitri with his because he's a a knight, so he uses a lance predominantly. I'm yeah. still bitter we didn't get a frame, like a frame from Sacred Stones was a yeah. cool character, or even Hector. Like yeah. we, we got, how do we get? Like, we got Marth and Roy. Okay, but the first two, they're yep. sword users, whatever. Then we got Ike. All right, we get another sword guy. Yep. Sure. We got Robin. It's like, okay, he's got some magic, but sword user. Yeah. Oh, we got Lucina. Oh, that's a clone of Marth, sword user. Oh, we got we got um, Corrin. Sword user, sort of. Sort of a dragon, but sword user. Yeah. And then we got Krom as a clone of Roy, who's a clone of Marth, as a sword user. As a sword user. It's like... Come on, guys. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, if I had to pick one, yeah, I Edelgard now is she as as who feels like the poster character. Yeah, apart from Byleth, who I feel like they'd go with because <sighs> sword user. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, light, light and quick, and like, but that hits like Ganondorf with, with that armor and axe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 man, she's a tank. Uh, surprisingly so. Yeah, <laughs> when you look at her, and even when she's like, "I'm in a heavy armor," so I'm like, "No, you. That doesn't look like heavy armor." No. You're taking no damage, so I'm not going to question it. I assume it's heavy. 
Uh, or have you just been issuing light swords? <laughs> <laughs> you have a you have a leader here, yeah, so I don't know. Um, but that probably does it for for my three houses discussion for now. But I will revisit it when I finish yeah. it. Uh, you that's not it. That's <laughs> what else? What you... No, no, that's not, that won't be all for. for yeah, three to be houses. continued. Yeah. Uh, but what about you, Brandon? What are, what have you been playing? What have I been playing? I've been uh, I've been tooling around a little bit in Metro Exodus, just chipping my way through it. Love Metro games, really good, very immersive, very physical, very tactile. Um, the the open world elements of this one is say, great. The environments, like just adding the variety and giving you the train, just yeah. seems really cool. Yeah, so you just cruise around on this train. Train's got all your NPCs on it, who you talk to, and then your train will pull up to a situation and be like, "Oh, I don't know. There's all we haven't got any coal." And then you've got to go and solve these missions. Uh, but basically, your train stops on a train track somewhere, and I've been in three. Comp- completely different environments it sort of reminds me a bit of um ah oh, shit what was that anime carbonari of the iron oh Fortress, yeah yeah which was sort of attack on time it's just but attack, on, on train. attack on train yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah but I just, it's a cool idea i like that idea of just having this mobile base that you just and yep. you're on a track for it it's like yeah. we can only go on this track so yeah and then you find people have built their bases across the track and you've got mm. to figure out how to get through it but then you know the train pulls up and for the duration of that however long it takes it's kind of reminded me a bit of metal gear solid how you'd go to oh, metal gear 5 how you'd go to afghanistan or whatever yeah get off and then you can just cruise around and do whatever if you want to do a mission do go to it but it's all com- the missions are all completely organic there's no load walls unless you go into a building which i think i've only done once nice in through a load wall um and that was a huge area behind that but otherwise you know, going underground going um going into structures and stuff and it's all completely uh, completely load free um, your RPG elements are really nice because in that you don't level up or anything but you improve your gear because you're scavenging through the wastes so as you go through you know, you'll take someone out and you'll find out that they have an AK like yours but theirs has a better sight on it so you can scavenge the sight and then from then on as you customise your weapon you can put that sight on it or you can use that sight on different guns the gun customization in the Metro series always yeah. looked cool yeah yep. just like sort of just gluing pieces together like, yep. look at my guns like cool <laughs> yeah you can be in a situation you you be in a situation yeah. where you like put, stick your head around a corner and be like oh there's a few guys there that's gonna get dicey and so you unzip your backpack in the middle of the field and look at your gun you go right i need to strip that scope and the, my um and my like and my uh flashlight <laughs> strip the um the the um stock and everything on it and i'm going to rebuild this as a close quarters assault weapon from like from a sniper rifle yeah and then you can do the same thing with your pistol you can turn it into like a like a close range shotgun similar to no country for old men <laughs> like that silent shotgun thing um that javier uses i uh, yes. yes you can yeah and it's, it's it's really cool and your other aspects are that you tend to find you know you'll find different equipment for um, your armor, so you might have an armor that collects, carries more throwables, but you can only have one of these sort of perks, one armor perk, one uh, headpiece perk, so it's thermal vision or night vision or whatever it might be. You change them all out on the fly as you need them, but you only have one for that sort of encounter okay. that yeah. you run into. Um, you have to keep your weapons clean, which sucks. That's, you know, it's cool, but it's exhausting. Is it? Because uh, I, I remember that when I was a mechanic in Red Dead 2. Yeah. But it wasn't a huge issue it's not a huge issue the only thing is that your guns start jamming which if you can't you know you have to cross a swamp and then you come out of the swamp on dry ground and you get attacked by a couple of like wolf monsters and if suddenly, you're lucky if you're like monsters. a couple of wolf monsters um or yeah you i think you saw me fight a couple of wolf monsters and then my gun jammed because i just got across a swamp with it because what else are you supposed to do 
Um, and realism, man. Gym. Got some so, realism in your game. Yep. So. so I quickly tried to like run into a building to get some cover and was immediately grappled on the other side of the building by some sort of ghoul uh, and had to fight my way through that. And I, I think I, I think I openly and vocally swore uh, with shock when that <laughs> thing grabbed me. Um, but yeah, the environment's really cool. Music's really good. I'm super enjoying it, and I've seen it going cheap repeatedly because it's been out for a while. Maybe it's not doing as well as it should. Is it on Games Pass now anyway? I think it is, yeah. I think it's a sleeper. If you were looking for an open world, just like if you ever played Stalker, if you ever played um, Shadow of Chernobyl or Call of Crepiata or anything like that, it's just it's a fun game. It's a good game. Yeah, um, well, because my time with Metro, like, I never played the first one. Yeah. And I played a lot of the second one, but I didn't finish it. But I was ex- when, I, when this was revealed, it looked really cool. Yeah. And it's... I will get to it. It's on my list. Yeah. And then, unfortunately, I really want to finish it, but I had to delete it because I only have so much room on my hard drive, and we went back to Division 2. Yes. Um, I try to rag on Ubisoft, but this game is good. Division like, 2... Every time I talk about it, whether it's with you yeah. or when it was we were talking about it with Joel, I just... We we came off that beta so negative. Yeah. When I... I I don't remember if you were as bad as Joel and I. We talked about it in the podcast, and we we're just like, I just don't know if I care. Yeah, because I, I was I was pretty into it because my partner and I played quite a bit of Division One together, yeah, see, and I remember I, that I, you bounced straight off that. Not game. into it. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, Division Two was a complete different story. Yeah, when we got into the main game and we just started, it just flows. The game just flows nicely. You find yourself running from activity A to activity mm. B, and particularly now that we're sort of past the. It, it feels like the tutorial stage, like the actual oh, yeah, main the campaign feels yeah. like a tutorial. And, then, and now you start having events run into other events in the world and just pile up and shit just gets out of control. And it's so funny, right? Because especially we spent a couple of weeks in between playing Anthem. Yeah. And at the time I was just like, look, Anthem's really fun. Like flying around as an Iron Man is cool. The story stuff's not great, but yeah. whatever. But even coming back to Division 2 for a couple of nights, I'm like, oh man, Anthem is just no <laughs> yeah it's a very it's very open like sort of beautiful world but it's quite sterile mm. and your events happen and the thing that you are doing happens to you while and you're it, doing it and, and then, then it, it stops and, happening and immediately like, you gotta go find another one yep go on to whereas in division two you're just sort of running down you're like oh we've got the control point near here let's hit that and we get that sweet supply room after we finish the control point and you're halfway through trying to besiege this patrol point. And, and then, then behind you, behind you're, like, you the you're like, why am I getting shot from you? turn around and there's an elite supply convoy has sort of run into you from behind you. are like, oh, shit. And then you're just fighting on two fronts. And yeah. just some of the... You shoot up your flare to call in your civilian support, <laughs> kill in your allies. and Like just genuinely enthralling gunfights. Yeah. Yep. Especially when we have stuff like that happen. And it happens to us, I feel like, all the time now. Yeah. Where like a supply convoy is coming up or a patrol's returning and you're like, shit, all right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to keep shooting this way. You shoot back though. Yeah. Drop some turrets or something. Cause... I guess we need to clear this. We need to clear this particular hard point because we're going to need to be in that for when these guys turn <laughs> Cause up. Because that's the thing. Because how, especially when, when in a control point situation, once you clear the initial control point and kill that leader, then they get reinforcements. And you have to you have to hold the control point against exactly. The and when you when you wipe out the first wave of a patrol or a resource mm. convoy, they also get reinforcements, and it can just get messy. And so, I love it. Yeah, we we ended up the other night. I think we took. Fought a control point, got the initial wave, like got sandwiched between this patrol or whatever. Then we um, took the control point, 
got the reinforcements, took care of them, and then took out the end of the um, <laughs> patrol. And then the patrol's reinforcements turned up, and it just went. And then there was a counterattack, I think, because that happens organically yep. as well. Is that the because the, the AI it's a will, living world once you yeah you take your control point and you know in the, yeah in the main in the first game you take your control point and it's part of your Ubisoft quite get the yeah. radio tower tick the boxes exactly. sort of thing. But no, in, in the first game, they, they assume you've already ticked all the boxes, and then it's shit gets real. And so you can on the map, you can track like the attacking parties as well. Yep. If you see a gun on the map, like an attacking party, you can follow it through and see which of your control points are attacking, and you can potentially cut them off along the way, go yep. over and get ready to reinforce. And it's just, it's so cool. Yeah, you see an elite. Um, you can see an elite uh, patrol and see it crossing the line of uh one of your own supply convoys and think all right well if i intercept you here and hold you for long enough my own supply convoy exactly. is going to roll yeah. in um and reinforce me and then you do that and then you get a drone patrol that comes over the top and just shreds half your crew but whatever black tusk yeah are terrifying that's and that's another one of the things i really like about this post campaign world that ubisoft yeah. have there's nothing at least for me right now the most intimidating thing in this game is when i'm running <laughs> through an area and I see that red pulse. I'm like, shit, yeah. there's Black Tusk here. And they're scanning. Yep. They're scanning. They're going to find me. They're going to send their robot dogs at me. Or their, yeah, their drones. Their or their, their drones rolly or... tank machine gun, yep. like grenade launcher things. I don't like any of it. I don't like their any amps, of it. Their yeah. EMP to knock out my abilities. It's their just... giant flying drones. Because yeah. when we first encountered Black Tusk was when we really met this, this like, cavalcade of, sort of encounters. Difficulty wall, yeah. we went... Because what... Once you finish the post game, again for those who are uninitiated, yeah. uh, there are a couple of like safe points, like safe settlements on the map. And once you finish the post game, and Black Tusk roll into the world and basically just go, "Cool, we own this now." They can set up blockades and stop you from accessing those settlements. Those settlements. And we went like, oh, "Let's go. We'll go free them. It's fine. Let's go to go to this this blockade and kill some Black Tusk. Mm. It's not an issue." Yeah. But like as we were doing it, we started it up and started wiping them out. And I swear there was. Um, like an elite patrol oh yeah and then they reinforce from a helicopter which is yep. intimidating as hell yeah when they're just rappelling down and into like, like <laughs> onto your flank and you're like no that was my flank i need that my turrets are over here at the moment yeah. and if i if i want to put them over there it used to be like a five minute wait yeah <laughs> thankfully not anymore oh yeah actually that's another really good point is the new patch made all your skills immediately more deployable which again one of the big one of the big selling points of anthem is that your skills cool down like yep. anything so that you could just chuck them out all the time like Ubisoft listened to us yeah. and they're like, cool, we're just going to update. So the last, I think, night of Destiny that we played was probably the most fun I've had. Division. In, uh, Division, sorry. The other, the, thinking, other, the other D1. I was thinking of Destiny because we played a lot of Destiny as well. And, and that, its abilities that is, are cruel. Yeah, and that, but Destiny's also like, the, it's the poster child for games as a service, right? It, it was, was, the, it, was one, the, it was the one. Yeah, the one that came out and everyone's like, wow, this is it. Look at this. Look at this. this get the, get that Activision money. Yeah, Bungie um, sold that, like signed that ridiculous deal of Activision for like yeah. 10 years or whatever. Um, And it was, you know... It was really good, but the, when I think about how dynamic and interactive and just, like, Destiny, Anthem, you fly from world event to world event, hoping to find a world event that might spawn or not. Destiny, you get on your scooter and you, you boot around the place, and it feels cool and as have, hell. And you have your smartphone open going, all right, yeah, event tracker says over there in yeah. five minutes. <laughs> Um, now this is pod racing uh, <laughs> and you want you know and you hit that you hit that world event and you know you just generally tool around and the gunplay is fun while you're waiting for the world event but Destiny uh, Division feels like it's always a world event yeah there's just stuff happening everywhere all the time and all you have to do is just grab your gun whichever one's your favourite at the yeah. time run down the street 
and just you'll find just, something. You'll find something. Stuff will happen to you. And it'll, it'll be a patrol. Or yeah. The black task will be there. Control yeah. points. Territory controls. Yeah. Even if you don't want to, if you've got objectives to do, or if you're trying to unlock a particular spec and it takes you, it's like five stages of hell. <laughs> That's my fault for not paying money. I'm actually impressed that they gave yeah, it to me cool, for free. You can, you, you can just you grind do, your way to do the it. time, and it's yeah. it's like stuff to do. Yep, it's stuff to do. Uh, but or you can just organically find fun you can yeah. organically find your way to kill to, to just blast your way through this game of somehow infinitely respawning populations of people <laughs> yeah i don't know how i don't know how they reinforce so quickly and so numerously but maybe maybe they're also running like a sweet eugenics program yeah i don't know, I don't know. they are belligerent and numerous <laughs> they are and just so many of and them. i certain factions are more believable and intimidating than others yeah for example i still don't buy the outcasts i think it is yeah they're like the guys with like that hang the glass from the ceiling. They put a lot of work into their theming and they have a strong brand. Right. And I appreciate that. <laughs> like, whoever's yeah. running PR for those guys yeah. is doing a good job. They're like, they, they send out the, the PR kits, um, like the... Uh, and it's just like shattered glass. Yeah, for the fan site kits and stuff. And they're like, these are our spray paint fonts. <laughs> it's yellow and black construction tape and it's uh, and it's shattered glass and pieces of mirror that we hang in sculptures. Uh, and you hang your... And Bio has a tape with glass hanging on the end of it from the roof. And you're like, cool, I appreciate what you're doing here, but this isn't a rave. Like, you're running a paramilitary organization. It's like when I see, say, the hyenas who are meant to be like the scrappy like faction yeah. of the game. But I buy that because, I don't know, if you're not going to fit in the division yeah. and you're not cool enough to be in the Black Tusk or the um, True Sons. Or I imagine, I, like, I kind of feel like the hyenas were there first, right? They're the, they're the, yep. they're the people that sort of had guns and were were gangsters or criminals or whatever yeah, yeah, like in the general initial wave of criminals. yeah the initial wave. and then they've sort of solidified into a particular um when the division and when the um army and stuff have come in they've kind of solidified into well we all need to be on one side of criminals uh, before <laughs> like so that we don't get you know shredded individually and there are several sides of criminals yeah now there's multiple <laughs> um and then the, the true sons i'm kind of i'm kind of like oh, okay you've all you're all you've all deserted but there's clearly a government back now, but m- m- meanwhile, the game's not political. <laughs> Ubisoft will never live that down. Yeah. I don't think it's it's not political. You just especially dispense. not after they announced Watch Dogs Three. And you're like, is this not political? Because this isn't exactly political. Well, yeah, Watch Dogs Three <laughs> Three seems expressly political, <laughs> exclusively but, political. Yeah, but that's okay because it's not political, and that's okay because I don't want politics in my games. God damn it! <laughs> God damn it! Um, otherwise, yeah. Bit more, bit of World of Warcraft, because I fell back into that, and I thought let's try it out. And I read all this stuff about World of Warcraft classic servers coming, because that was when I played it back in the day when you had thirty skills per class and talent points that you had to distribute through a complex tree. Every and you know what, I really liked it back when I was at uni, and then I looked at World of Warcraft classic for about ninety seconds, and I was like, yeah, nah, Too much. I don't have time for that. I can't. So I thought, you know, let's let's give it a shot. Let's try out all these expansions that I missed because I only played vanilla and a little bit of Burning Crusade, the first expansion, which I think was 2005. It's I don't a, know. It's, it's like old. so long ago. This game is old, man. This game it's is still old. going. Um, and then I did, you know, did that. I uh, did that back in the day and I looked at, well, got back into it and I thought, oh, I've got to try this new content. But because I'm who I am and I like to see numbers go up and I really want to get, hit you know, make number go up. Yeah, go hit button, make number go up. And I wanted to play it. They give you a free, you know, character token boost to get to 110 or whatever. I'm like, ah, oh, but I've, I've missed five expansions and I don't want to skip them all. So I started from one. Uh, I'm now higher than I've ever been in World of Warcraft, which is like level 74 across, I don't know how many 
PlayStation, probably like two months or something to get there. Those, uh, um, like the level skip things are always weird to me. Yeah. I know because I know that Final Fantasy 14 offers them now, but I'm always, because here's the thing with me and MMOs, right? Yeah. I'm always paranoid at the best of times when I'm doing bad at my job. Yeah. I can't imagine skipping to level 80 and going, what does anything do? Yeah. What do I do? And they're like, quick, you need to heal this dungeon. Five How? people are five people are counting on you. How? DBS <laughs> only, please. <laughs> what button is this? <laughs> That's why I play exclusively. I'm a dragoon scrub and yeah. I'm not apologetic about it. I just want to hit things with my spear and do that cool jump attack. <laughs> and just like, it also, it's all of the, all of these microtransactions in every game. And I appreciate with, um, the, the idea of World of Warcraft or MMOs where it appeals to me is unless so in 14 because in 14 you can be every job right you can be every you can be job. every job in one character as so long as perfect. you've got time like yep. you've got the, you've got but you in World of Warcraft right I could get I could get to 120 oh god whatever the hell's the level cap now um, with my warlock and get there and be like oh, I'd actually kind of like to play a rogue you don't I for at least one alt, I don't have to start from zero. I can start from 110. Okay. At least I know where the world is and you know yeah. how it works yeah. and all of that. And at least I've got a grip with it. But to start, to get into the game to start with, skip to 110 and play from 110 to 120. I'm kind of like, what did I pay for? Where's yeah. my, where's that's, the, where's the game that I skipped? Yeah. I, I don't want to see any of that content. And that's another weird thing, right? Because I, I, I did briefly consider doing that sort of stuff for like Shadowbringers and yep. Stormblood. But I just I know I've heard about how much content there is between and how good it basically yeah. all of it is. I'm like I don't want to skip that. I want to do it. Yeah, we need to we got to it's block gonna out some time in the calendar it's and pull happen. the trigger on um, Shadowbringers. It's gonna happen it's when you finish this, when you finish the schoolwork round. Yeah, oh, any day now. <laughs> it's actually not that far away. <laughs> uh, other than that, like just I'm looking forward to what we got. Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. That's coming up fast. Apparently came out of nowhere. Yeah, PC like next week or something. Oh, God. And then console coming, like PS4 and Switch next year, I think they're saying. Like uh, just polishing it up. Uh, well, okay. I can wait till next year. I'll <laughs> wait if I have to. Because one of them is going to be Switch. Yeah. Uh, and the other one that just sort of came up that I was catching up on earlier is the Blackout Club. Sounds pretty good. We've played it. We've done our time in uh, Dead by Daylight and Friday the 13th. We discussed Friday the 13th yeah. a lot. Yeah. Um, and how I'm just a traitor. Yeah. And you that's can't fine. trust me. You can be a traitor. I panic easily. I'm sorry. Um, and the Blackout Club is it gives you less opportunity to be a traitor because it's 4v1, right? But the one is AI. So it's actually four teenage kids in a like a pristine sort of neighborhood trying to solve crimes and mysteries or trying to solve the mystery of your missing friend uh nobody believes you and people sleepwalk at night so it's got all of these weird all these weird tropes tied in there you know you're not even revealing the part that freaks me out the most about this yeah game. the the uh there is a part if you make too much noise or too much of a too much of an issue while you're exploring at night trying to solve these problems in your little teen uh gang of veronica marses um <laughs> You, you can eventually you can attract the attention of a thing of a being called the shape which is the v1 part it's not controlled by another player so you four of you are all in it together but you can only see it with your eyes closed i hate that so yeah i hate like that an eyes and closed i love button. that there's an eyes closed button is the only way you can see it coming for it, you it reminds me of when i found out in outcast there's like a look yep. over shoulder button Ugh. i was instantly like well i hate this yeah <laughs> This is the thing I'm going to have to use, and I hate it. And you've built a game that uses that. So, yeah, that's that's something I only realized was come, was uh, around this week, and I saw it, and I was immediately just like, yeah, all right. That sounds real Tell good. You've got a PC? 
Yeah. Joel's got a PC. Yeah. I'm gonna get a PC. Let's uh let's have a look. Uh, it looks it looks good. Anyway, that's uh, Blackout Club. Look it up on Steam. Check it out. Endorsed, endorsed Epic, by Brendan. <laughs> I don't know if it's on the Epic Game Store. I haven't looked. <laughs> <laughs> I think I don't think it is. I would assume not. Because the deal with the with the deal with Epic Game Store is yeah. like you go on Epic Game Store, you're only you're on, only Epic, on Epic Game, Game Store. Store. So if you're on Steam, you're not on Epic Game Store at all. It's one on none. <laughs> I love the idea that with that sort of contract, they would have gone to CD Projekt Red to try and get Cyberpunk on the Epic Game Store, and they'd be they'd be like, "You understand that we run GOG, right?" Yeah, right. We have yeah. we had probably the best competitor to Steam. Yeah. So is that a no? no? Is that a no? So it's just like guys just like sequentially writing zeros on the check. <laughs> yeah. uh? How many zeros? Uh? Say when. <laughs> oh God. Um. That's pretty much me. Like I said, I haven't had a lot of time to play a lot of games, but what I have played, um, yeah, Division, Metro. Division's so good. Division's so good. Oh, Division's real good. Just thinking about it, I'm just like, I just want to play it again. Yep. It's been so hard. Like, so I've, I've been trying to like juggle Fire Emblem, and now we've been playing the Division. I'm like, I, I want to do both. Yeah. Split me in two, please, and give me a cut. Well, like, no, you know what? I wouldn't even need a second TV because I can play yeah. that Switch in handheld. Play that Switch. Um. Cool. Well. In that case, I'm going to go ahead and throw the transition and we're going to kick it into Dope or Nope. Dope or Nope. So Dope or Nope is, of course, our news segment where we each present discussions or ideas or whatever we feel like bringing, really, because, hey, it's our podcast. You know, we do what yeah. we want. <laughs> Which is funny because then I could bring something, and if if you know what, if Joel or Brendan, for example, in this situation goes, actually, I don't care. Nope, it's just like nope. That hurts, but this is just how the rules work. Yeah. So we've got a couple. I've got a couple of stories lined up. Again, still kind of quiet. Not a great deal of things happening. We are still heading into Gamescom. We're starting to learn what certain companies will have playable there, which is cool. But let's have something simple. Okay. And. I don't know how much you care. And even, honestly, it's more of a... It is really more of a discussion topic than a news story because right. recently, Capcom sent out a little email. They sent out an email to their Resident Evil ambassadors. Resident Evil ambassadors, to yeah. To test a game currently in development. Uh-huh. That's really about it. That's all we know. That's really about Okay, so there is a Resident, there is a a ga- Resident Evil related game or adjacent game yeah, adjacent currently to- in development. So... Half of me is like, you know what was a Resident Evil adjacent game? Kitchen. Dope. The other half of me is, you know what was a Resident Evil adjacent game? Umbrella Chronicles. Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we don't talk about Umbrella Chronicles, Brennan. No, because it's a nope. That's why. You go straight on by. Um, What a bad game. Yeah. I... See, I always expected there would be another Resident Evil game, right? It's not a surprise. Yeah. It's cool. It's good to know. I think the main discussion... So you can nope it if you want. It's okay. I'm still going to... I'm giving I'm give a low-key dope, lowercase. <laughs> but you're just, right. like, you're just like... Dope. Yeah. yeah, it's dope. It's dope. It's pretty yeah. dope. It's pretty it's dope. dope. So, and you know what? Now you've doped it. My only question for you... Yeah. Because I think... I think it really is one of two things, right? Yeah. And I think it is more likely one than the other because of... Well, it's easy. Yeah. Do you think it's going to be, if it is res- if it is in fact Resident Evil related, will they just do whatever it wants them to do and go Resident Evil 3 remake because... Because stars. Because stars, because yeah. Raccoon City's yeah. mostly done. They have to put together some extra pieces, but not really. 
they probably can just use the AI framework for Mr. X yep. for, for Nemesis and just give him a terrifying rocket launcher and a gross tentacle arm. Yeah. Or will they surprise us and will it be Resi 8? Because like Resident Evil 7 was a runaway success. It was honestly a few years ago, but Resi 2 was also a big scale development. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to... I am leaning towards if it is a Resi game, like being it being 3. Yeah. Or even just two DLC, but I don't know what you really add to it at this point. I was immediately like, "All right, I don't think a Resident Evil Three is worth getting." Like they don't, they really need ambassadors to test their game, right? They know what they're going to make. But then, so I thought, okay, so it's probably not three. It'll be maybe it's eight. That's exciting. But then I immediately talked myself out of that in my head because I'm like, well, no, if you have a brand new Resident Evil you game, don't announce it like this. you don't announce it to Resident Evil ambassadors who will immediately put it on Twitch. <laughs> like, so, hey, please don't tell anyone about this, yeah. but we want you to test a game in development. Mm. Oh, who got this email? Mm. Our Resident Evil ambassadors. <laughs> so people whose job it is to love and talk about Resident Evil. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They've probably got channels with subs and they need view counts and they're paid for views yeah yeah i mean it could it could just be like some some new content for two people yeah. i know i know marco huber over at easy allies yeah. is forever just trying to will resident evil 2 dlc into existence yeah so even like because they've obviously released everything that was ever part of resident evil 2 is in the remake right um yeah i mean there's, there's obviously been some alterations in the remake yeah. but the characters are basically all there tofu's there um hunk is there yeah so yeah i think i think it's good now what if i could add like curveball resident evil 4 remake here's the thing i mean i don't think so but i could believe it because capcom is now i think now hit the point where resi 4 is on everything yeah and like well we can't just we can't just release resident evil 4 on ps4 again we have to remake it and Listen, then release it, then we can just release again. it again after that. Yeah. And, and then, again and, then and again and again. Filter it through all the other platforms. Resident Evil 4 is on everything. Yes. <laughs> so the only way to sell that game again in the future at the moment is to remake it. Um, the other one I'm thinking is maybe it'll be something as simple as a Mercenaries mode. Because I don't yeah. think 2 has one. And it would be just enough, I think, to... But I, want, I want it to be 3 so badly, man. What about a co-op mode where you play both characters simultaneously? Like... We... I... I think back to our brief time playing Resident Evil 6 and about how bad that game was. It was so... There was one redeeming feature of that game and it was the co-op. It was the co-op. Yeah. I just think there's something appealing about a co-op horror game. Because yeah. you know what? It even sort of made me hate Dead Space 3 a little bit less. Yeah, that's true. It was the only way to play Dead Space 3. Playing that game solo sucked. Yeah. With a friend, it was a bit more tolerable. Yeah. And there was some of the just clever instances where they'd separate you and you had to yeah. solve things for each other, which is like bottom bar of playing <laughs> playing a horror or an immersive game um co-op but they did it you know they cleared that bar and that's yeah. and like i guess in that case it did take away from the horror but i could yeah. still see resident evil 2 being scary if there was two of you yeah and like when if, that, if you when had they... to share the limited ammunition between each other that yeah. would be terrifying but also then when they do separate you on purpose because when you're together it's you're you basically kind of a death machine in, re- in dead space two you certainly guns. were like yeah, back to back just, just mowing down um, and then, or, or yeah, someone with a, someone with legs, and then someone else with head and yeah. legs and head and leg, and then, but then when they actually split you up, and you're like, well, we can't revive, yeah, like this. Yeah. That was that actually got quite tense. Hmm. Yeah, I just, it's just a shame would, that game sucks. Yeah, I know, right? There, 
Because it seems like at this point, Resident Evil split into three different series, right? Yep. You've got the remakes, which have been happening, which technically two is the first one, but you could count Resi 1 back in the GameCube days yep. as the first one. So we've had Resident Evil 1 and 2 remade. Then you've got Resident Evil 7 seems to be going down this first-person horror avenue. And the Revelations games are keeping alive the stuff that people liked about 4, 5, and 6. The, the more action horror, Dead Spacey sort of ones, where it's, you know, over-the-shoulder camera. Yeah. There's co-op in, in both Revelations games. <laughs> it just sort of seems to be like, hey, if you liked 5, here's a new one, really. Yeah. So it could be something... Continue paying for this. <laughs> yeah. It could be Revelations-related. Revelations 2 was really weird because that was the one they did episodically. Oh, yeah. 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 It was odd. And then it was a plus game eventually, I think. Oh, no. Yeah. No, I think I... I thought it was a plus game. Maybe I bought it on sale. I didn't play it much though, because I didn't. The episodic yeah. nature was just enough to make me not interested in it. Yeah. But uh, it could be revelations related. It just—I mean—it's pretty clearly something for Resident Evil. I can see a lot of people already getting a, maybe a bit too excited because I don't think it's going to be a new game. I don't know. Siphon filter. <laughs> Capcom has the rights too. Yeah. Siphon filter. <laughs> the tests are going to be conducted on either September eighth or 9th. so they're coming up pretty soon. So we'll know pretty soon. Yeah, and it is Happy Mother's Day. Man, I wonder. I wonder how close that's going to be to Tokyo Game Show. They apparently held a. Capcom has been reaching out for their to their Resident Evil ambassadors to playtest Dragon's Dogma Two. Eventually. Eventually, right? right? <laughs> they don't have Dragon's Dogma ambassadors. They've got one. It's me. Like it's soon as finished Devil May Cry Five. Yeah, like, he, he he he's got he's got time now. I'm waiting for your call, mate. Like, <laughs> Reach out. It says here that apparently in late June, but the source of this that I'm reading from is biohaze.com. Um, late June, they apparently held a Resident Evil ambassador meeting in Tokyo in late June. So, you know, maybe someone's cooking. If this comes, if this is, ends up being close to Tokyo Game Show, like maybe, maybe something will happen there. Yeah. Kept so everyone goes Japan, to his so. ambassador meeting in Japan, right? It's a biohazard fan meeting. Where Capcom infects them with the G virus or the T virus, they infect them with enthusiasm, and they go out and <laughs> spread. Is this that, real life? We're getting yeah. is the next step like real life Resident Evil? Yeah, are they actually the Umbrella Corporation? It's like Typhoid Mary, but Typhoid Marketing. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, that's my take. That's Brennan's take. If, if it happens, like you heard it here first from Brennan. Yeah. <laughs> uh, cool. What else have I got? I've got. You know what? Do you want to do your Q&A game now? Do you want to wait till after I've burned through some of these new stories? Um, sh- let's do another story. Okay, okay, yeah. cool. Because this one's actually pretty fresh, and even though it doesn't affect us, it's a fucking disaster. <laughs> yeah, all right. Well, yeah, we'll keep this till after because we're probably going to need a palate cleanser. <laughs> <laughs> so, just the other day, a, a, a few... A source in particular, I forget... Oh, I should really know the name of the source. It was a person... There's a piece on VentureBeat, right? from jeff grubb apparently and this is just insane the esa was their, their website was compromised basically it was they had a list of two and the reasoning was fair i guess but the method is madness they had a list of two thousand journalists like names contact numbers addresses all this sort of stuff because it was there on their website for the media like the publishers to use to mm-hmm. invite them to events and stuff like that the problem is that it was a list that was accessible, but you know, went through a, a um, just an ex- an exploit. Yeah, and even it's when like it was... SQL injection or whatever, yeah. just put the right website in and off you go. And 
even when, again, um, a lot of uh, sources sort of saying that they've known about it, they knew about it for a couple of months. And it only, it's been exposed really recently. Yeah. And now they're suddenly, they've sent out like a very half-hearted apology email. God, that's negligent. It is. Yeah. And I, again, this doesn't really, this doesn't affect us, obviously, yeah. but I think it's just a discussion about E3 is already, after this year's E3, right? Yeah. It's already looking dicey. Yeah. A lot of bad feedback from this year's show, combined with the ESA's inability to protect the privacy of their attendees, their journalist attendees. They're, they're, they're main stakeholders for this event, like the main people who are going to yeah. hype or kill. Yeah, exactly. This. And now, they've just this has happened. Yeah. So obviously... Journalists, a lot of journalists, because obviously we have to be very real here, but man, Gamergate happened. Yeah. There's a there's a toxic environment out there in the, I don't know, the gaming online circle, I guess. Especially on Twitter and all these other yeah. pl- god garbage sites. <laughs> where people Which just, is most of them. It's most of them, where they just yeah. engage in just hateful circle jerks and just mm. go after people. Mm-hmm. To think that like they could have access, potentially have access to a lot of their, just their contact information is just, mm-hmm. for most people, scary. Well, for anyone and for anything, like having, this, noted, having it, these details, it's still a massive invasion of privacy. Yes, yes, and it's exactly. A huge, it's a huge, like, breach of your duty of care when yes. you have that information. Because these people are entrusted in you to protect it. Yeah. To, to like, encrypt it or, like, put it behind the rock proper, like, just people shouldn't be able to get to it. <laughs> so it, it does also, because it is, obviously, media attendees, this does also affect, um, again, I think it's worth separating them, like, journalists and content creators. Mm-hmm. So there, there are people who just do like YouTube stuff as well, who's had, who possibly have had their details leaked. Wow, it's just it just seems the ESA. It's amazing that you can get a list like you can these you can get access to a list that has like Jason Shreer's details in there, and then like a few pages down, you're like, oh, there's Maximilian dude stuff. Yeah, Let's like it's crazy. Like it, oh look, it's Ian Hink. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like the allies. Like well, we know a lot of people who who like I mean I I follow a lot of people who went to E3 yeah. who probably had their details on this list. And you know what? For most of them, probably not an issue. But there are there are probably a fair share of them out there who have mm-hmm. found their names in less than savory places with less than savory folk. That yeah. And I don't. It's I don't want to fear monger too much. That oh no, they're they're like they're gonna get go after them. But there's there's been examples in the past of how terrifying that particular user base can mm-hmm. be, right? and how focused and driven yeah. once they get. Like the bit between their teeth, and they decide they want this head. Exactly. Um, you can get everyone from, um, well, you know, uh, James Gunn is one example. <laughs> yeah. James Gunn. He worked. He's worked. Made billion dollar movies. They yeah. Still, but I, they still I managed to him. at least, albeit temporarily. Temporarily hold him. But we had um, was, was uh, the girl from Treehouse. Yeah. Uh, yes. Um, I can't remember the other. The other um, was it a Guild Wars person as well. Yeah, who Guild worked Wars? for ArenaNet. Yeah, and, um, yeah. So yeah. she's been canned over that, and they, ArenaNet still haven't made good on that by all accounts. Um, there's like just repeated instances, and after the ArenaNet firing, and they get that sense of yes, we can achieve this. We can yeah, do anything. Yeah, it gives them more power. It gives them, it gives them more power and more enthusiasm to yeah. keep going on. And then you end up with bulk emails going out that says, here is my list of, com- these are list of complaints. Thought you would like to know, here are the complaints against percent female name because they are just pulled from yeah. a table yeah. and just bulk emailed out to try and get, try and get heads on the wall. Yeah. Like, it's just, for most people, it's scary. And just from, again, as you said, from a, I entrust my information to a lot of websites. Yep. 
and they protect it, right? And they, but like, what are you supposed to do as a content creator, that, or or as a journalist or whatever, if there's this group where the ESA comes forward and says, "Well, all these companies can give their information to us, and we will distribute yeah. it." They're, are you not Make, on that list? Makes your life way easier. Yeah, especially with the size of E3 and the amount of events going on around it. Yeah, and, and I, from the other side, if you're an indie game creator and yeah. you want to get your details out, exactly, you're not gonna you're gonna email Just everyone. Tap into this list. Tap into like, this list. There boom. you go. But now but there's minimum standards, right? There's there's <laughs> minimum expectations of what you do with it. And I just think it's very interesting because obviously you have to imagine they're going to purge this list pretty like immediately. They, if they, they should, I haven't read if they've done already, but like, I mean, it if, doesn't matter. It <laughs> <laughs> doesn't. It doesn't matter if the list is out. I've, I've seen a lot of people have already like yeah, changing their phone numbers. I've even yeah. seen some that are considering moving. Like, that's all. That's literally all you can do. It doesn't yeah. matter what the ESA and does to the list at this stage. If that's what you're, if yeah. you're forced to move because of yep. this, like that's bullshit. Yeah. So, so obviously, Vera, I saw Alana Pierce said she was yep. talking to a lawyer about yep. what what like they, this could be really bad for the ESA. Mm-hmm. And if yep. even if they somehow survive this, even like I mean they've got a contract for like they've they've got E three booked next year. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see who turns up. Like, yeah, what's a what, why would anybody want to work with someone who has put them through hell like mm. that? It yeah. like when my when my when Sony had their huge breach, yeah, back on the PS3 days, I was extremely unwilling to give them my information again for mm-hmm. a good long time. Yep, after that, that huge outage where there just wasn't a PSN for like a month, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Ever. I was selling video game consoles at the yeah. time, and people were like, What should I get? And I'm like, Do you like to play online? Probably get an Xbox. <laughs> yeah, so I get a Sony because it is that... now week six and there is no PSN. <laughs> Have they said anything? No, no. <laughs> so, yeah, like that again, that's just the closest I can think of where I would compare it to. Like, if I was media and looking at going to E3 next year, like, I don't know, I would be considering giving him my information very seriously. Mm hmm. Because if it happened once, like, who's to say they're going to care to do it again? I'm still dicey with Sony having my details. <laughs> you just, uh, honestly, you could, you, you try not to put anything online that you can't afford to lose. Yes. Yeah. But, um, yeah, again, it's, it's just one of those things where even though it doesn't really affect us, I just, it's been a conversation over the last couple of days and I just can't believe the ESA finds new ways to continue mm-hmm. tarnishing their already very, very dirty image. <laughs> And just continue to disappoint. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not even mad. I'm just, I'm disappointed. Yeah. Guys. And like, I mark that from Gamescom, which from what I hear is just a better show all around. Yeah. Like, good luck next year, guys. And uh, you know what? I haven't heard, haven't seen anyone's personal details who's going to go attend Gamescom. No. And Gamescom manages to have the press and um, public days work from what I've tell, I can yeah. tell. Like, I never hear any major complaints. Mm. Meanwhile, E3 just seems to constantly be getting worse and worse and worse so i don't know either way it's looking bad for the esa and e3 already after this year was people were really i mean i said it to joel when we were talking about it they always after every e3 everyone's always just like do we need this show yeah but i feel like the question was way more prevalent this time yeah after this year's e3 yeah as soon as sony was just like no we're not going to be there we're going to have to show microsoft's like across the road ea is yeah. doing their own thing it's like People are at E3 for the sake of being at E3. Mm. When when your big highlight draw is Devolver Digital, which is like specifically an anti E3 yeah, E3 show. <laughs> oh man! Like <laughs> when the counterculture is stronger than the culture, like then what, you're just like watching the um this Uber syndrome. Yeah. When he's on the show floor, they're like he goes to where Sony would be, and it's yep. just this these empty cubicles, it's and little, it's just this little corporate graveyard. Yeah, it's just yeah. it's a little sad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh. E3 really needs to look at themselves and the ESA needs to get their shit together. Yeah. Um, now more than ever. 
and I don't know how you recover from that, from something like that, without the goodwill of the games journalists and influencers who you have just burnt. You have yeah. burnt massively. Who's going to be your mouthpiece? How are you going to know whether your message is getting out or not? Exactly. Like you can, and if you with a half-assed apology, you need to do significantly better the, than that. I um, I would I wouldn't even worry. If you Google it, you can yeah. find the apology. Yeah. It is super half-assed. <laughs> anyway way to go guys yeah. like great job I, I, we have i have a low bar for how well i expect you to run but even now i'm shocked yeah not that shocked <laughs> yeah that's true not that shocked all right then i reckon brennan it's time to jump onto your little little game you've got for me which i'm already scared of all right so this is a little thing that i thought i've been thinking about the last couple of days since um Karen said oh we've rescheduled this weekend and i thought oh my god i'm on the show again uh, <laughs> surprise uh, yeah so I thought, well, it's a podcast, it's all audio-based, right? Um, but I also have absolutely no idea on... I have done, haven't done the due diligence or the groundwork in terms of what's going to get a show dinged for copyright. And I also haven't done the due diligence of how good is Kyron at editing an episode. <laughs> so it's all just going to be spoken. Uh, but basically, oh I'm going to run... I'm, I'm going to run a tournament bracket on sound bites that we all know and love oh, for no. Kyron. Because we were talking earlier about, uh, we were watching the uh, like Evo and how they had something like four thousand or two thousand Smash players enter, and how long does it take to sort of bracket that down? I haven't got four thousand. Thank God. But, <laughs> but if there's anything that I've left out that you think is an iconic soundbite, we can all assume and agree that we've reached the final stages, and Karen has already eliminated these soundbites. <laughs> so am I? Am I picking my favourites? Am I? Yep. Out of oh, each wow. matchup. Okay, this this is interesting. I like this. All idea. right, it's going to start pretty easy. Um, and there's not there's not heaps of them, but all right. So we've got obviously. Are you going to go through all of them first, or no? I'm just going to so give I'm you picking your matchups. My winner and You're I, picking okay. your winner from the matchups. No meta gaming here. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! All right. So first round is uh, they've both cleaned up quite a few uh, quite a few on the way through. Um, you've got the Metroid item jingle Ooh, yeah, yeah. versus oh. the Zelda item jingle. Is now is this? My personal taste? Now, this is what... Because you're the judge here, right? So this is not necessarily just... This is not a particular game. You can talk about it if you want, because obviously that's all we can do on the podcast is yeah, talk about yeah. something, right? But if you want to compare the Zero Mission item pickup jingle, which is pretty disappointing. Or not the, the, um, the Fusion one, because uh, I think you just pick it up and it's just like... It's sort of like other M where it's yeah. just like, you could have latency used the jingle, guys. Yeah. It's, it's iconic. <laughs> and if you want to compare that to the Breath of the Wild one, which is significantly better, um, you know, you can do that. Or if you want to fair fair match them, you can. I would probably suggest the iconic ones. So, <laughs> oh, so man. the Metro, Super Metroid item jingle versus the, say, the Ocarina of Time. You got, you um, really just... There's a... My fr my friend Ben and I always had this running joke in in tournament brackets where it's just like the two it's like you've just put Goku and Vegeta against each other yeah. like straight away yeah just straight away so I need to clarify once again yeah is it most iconic or my favorite like it's, it's your favorite you're the judge right okay. so you're not judging for other people but you will probably be judged by other people I imagine I rank. will be yeah. because yeah. <laughs> what would you what means more to you and what do you prefer to hear oh, I just it's obviously the Metroid jingle and like yeah. honestly it's to pick one, yeah, I really like that Super Metroid one. Yeah, it's going to yeah. my going for my heart. That one, just iconic. Yeah, as my, and and that's the thing, right? Because the Zelda one's really good. Yeah, and I know it's technically the more like if you play those two jingles, people yeah. are like Zelda. Yeah, 
but sorry, you guys are wrong. Yeah, Metroid's is better. And it, it is the whole thing. It's the whole when you uh, when you, the camera is panning it and the, the chest is opening, <laughs> and, go, uh, 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 and the lights coming up around the side. So, uh, but you know the Super Metroid Wi-Fi. All right, second one. The Division Two headshot sound. Oh, it's a good that, sound. It's a good, that incredible you sound. You feel that yeah. that headshot versus. The Dead Rising great shot sound when you get a really good photo and it goes like <laughs> and circles up all the stuff that you tagged. What's more satisfying? What gives you more joy? It's I feel it's been a while since I played Dead Rising. Yeah, it's a good sound, but as we were just discussing Division Two mm. earlier, and every time I get a headshot in that game, it's just it just releases something. I don't yeah. know what it is. Yeah, I don't it's know probably if it's good. It's probably a bad thing, yeah. but you hear that and you're just like. Ah, oh, 140,000 damage. <laughs> I killed that guy. <laughs> I watched the bar disappear. One that, less bar. That bar is empty. Yeah, I think it's yeah. out of those two for me. It's the Division 2, personally. All right. Uh, next bracket. We're, we're moving through them nicely. I like this pace. Yeah. Um, you've got the Sekiro Perfect Parry, right? The yeah. Versus the Dark Souls Parry. Right, and I know that that's a shit sound because it's like boom, but you also get the counter sound with it, so you get the visceral. It's for Dark Souls. Sound. I just love yeah. that. I love that. You get, yes, because it does have that that the blame, but the yeah, where you open the enemy up and they they spend like what feels like six years just yeah. like just exposing of, their chest. Yeah. You're like, like I'm putting my sword off right their in there. shirt and like lifting up, and getting a texture out and drawing a big circle. Put sword here. Yeah. All right. So Dark yeah, Souls. Man. Dark Souls, man. All right. The next one is the sound of switching your gun around in Dead Space. Yeah. Versus the sound of leveling up in Skyrim. When it goes, when it goes like... <laughs> I honestly... The Skyrim one kind of gets old. Yeah. About five levels in. Yeah. But I think that Dead Space gun is eternal. Yeah, all right. I actually agree. Because um, I, I was still doing that Dead Space Gun like, game 20 hours in. Yeah, like I would just be running around just going, dum, 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 dum. And you know what? There was that achievement for doing it with one gun where you only use yeah. the plasma cutter. I nearly got that my first run anyway because it was the best gun. Brennan, where's Dead Space? Yeah, Dead Space is dead. I'm sorry. Although they also didn't stick the landing on the one key choice of Dead Space 3 and they kept Isaac alive because they're corporate cowards. Kill Isaac, but yeah. God. Just let him let rest. Him rest. <laughs> the guy's exhausted. He's, had, he's been through stuff. All right. Next one, that the big sort of horn bell sound of an Overwatch team kill. Oh. Like, team, team kill. kill. Yep. Versus the horn bell sound of a new area in Dark Souls. When you walk in, it's like... <laughs> oh, this is unfair. Kill your babies. Um, the team kill is so satisfying. It is. And like, if you're on the objective, you're just like, cool, we're good. Yeah, we got this. But there's nothing like walking into a new Dark Souls area from software area and getting yeah. that sound. You're like, oh, where am I? Yeah. Um, that sense of discovery and exploration, that sound just fills my... Yeah, no, it's that. Sorry. And dredge. Yeah, and dredge. What horrible things will kill me here? What else you got? Oh, it's a bunny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next up, we've got Near and Dear to Your Heart, the leveling up jingle in Fire Emblem. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I've been hearing it a lot lately. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's can, fresh <laughs> yeah can t- along with if you choose because this is your judgement the little ting 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 of the stat ups at the end I, I do include that <laughs> yeah, of however many you choose <laughs> versus the cooking jingle from Breath of the Wild oh no I really like 
like that cooking. Especially the successful ones. Yeah. Even the bad ones where it just sounds like broken stuff. Yeah. Ah. I really like the Fire Emblem. It's classic. It's been around forever. But that Breath of the Wild jingle, I think, might just edge it out. Just because every time I would cook, I would hum along with it. Yeah. All right. So. Yeah. No, it's Breath of the Wild. Sorry, Fire Emblem. I love you and I love that jingle, but that. Breath of the Wild. Breath of the Wild one is so good. It's too and good. I would I would be jigging when I walked past yeah. it. Um, Alright, there's only one more in this bracket, and that is the sound that the sail makes in Breath of the Wild when you hit the wind just right. Yep. Versus the sound of the switch weapon in Bloodborne. It's Bloodborne. <laughs> it's that switch weapon. Yep. Again, we would just walk around doing that. Yep. <laughs> With the um even with the whip, the the cane, I would do it just like because it had like the whip one, the whip sound for when it transformed into the whip. Yeah. And then when you put it back into the cane, you would tap it on the ground. It was just gentlemanly. All right, we are gonna narrow this down. We're gonna get this I'm down to, to the best sound in. I'm the trying to think if there's anything that you've missed. I mean, there is, but you've already eliminated them previously. Oh, that's true. Yeah, there was a bracket earlier between like the sound of eating a mushroom in Skyrim and the sound of grabbing a mushroom in Mario. Yeah, <laughs> I'm and so you... sorry, Metal Gear Solid Alert sound. You would yep. have been you would have been up here if I'd yep. not knocked you out already. Yep, you you already <laughs> did. It, it fell an event. That's how we ended up with the cooking jingle in Breath of the Wild as one of the earlier brackets. And I'd, I'd normally, man, sorry, like it's, I know that the Dead Rising one was in here. I must yep. have, that Fatal Frame one when you get yeah. the ghost at the last second. Yep. Oh. Yeah, oh well. yeah. All right. So now we're rolling back to the top. <laughs> yep. Metroid item jingle or Division 2 headshot sound? I don't want to be too predictable yeah. or on brand, but it's the Metroid. Yeah, item and jingle. you know what? We've, we've talked about this when you look at it, when you look at a, um, a tournament bracket and you see someone go up against someone you know. Like, you, they're a favorite, but you know that person's better. Yeah. Than you. No, it's a shame I don't get to see you more. <laughs> All right. Dark Souls parry versus the Dead Space gun. Da-dum, 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 da-dum. I'm going to go... They're both very good. And I'll yep. explain why I'm picking the Dark Souls one. Yep. And it's like it's for the exact same reason I gave it originally. It's just that... Just them drawing like across. This is yep. where your weapon's going to go. Put it here. You've got a, you've got a five-year window to decide <laughs> where to, when to do it. Just do it. Yeah. If you want to, and as you see online, where you want to switch to a much bigger weapon <laughs> yeah. and two-hand it <laughs> for the purposes of that, you can parry me with a tiny little parry dagger and then, and then switch out to your, two yeah. hand, your two-handed yeah. dragon's tooth and just, <laughs> and just wedge it in there. Apparently, you're allowed to do that. It's fine. Yeah, it's got to be that. Yeah. All right, so then, sound of a new area in Souls versus the cooking jingle in Breath of the Wild. Uh, I'm gonna give it. To, it's got. It's it's souls. It's souls. It's just I love that yeah. sound so much. It's like yeah. it is. It it's is in like, my memory forever. Yeah. All right. Then we have Bloodborne Switch Weapon. Yeah. But because it's an odd number bracket, we have a disruptor. Oh, no. We have an off, off got a wild challenge. We have a wild card challenge, and the challenge is which everyone should know from trailers, if not from the game itself, if you didn't get that far, is Arthur Morgan saying Jimmy Brooks. It's Jimmy Brooks. It's Jimmy Brooks. <laughs> should I kill you, Jimmy, Jimmy Brooks. Brooks? Jimmy Brooks, that line is iconic to me. Yeah. Probably to no one else. <laughs> but to us especially, we would just say that line constantly. Yeah. For our entire Red Dead playthrough. <laughs> All right, we're back to the Metroid item jingle. Again, any Metroid versus the Dark Souls parry. It's it's the Metroid jingle. It's the Metroid jingle. All right. Every time I pick up an item in Metroid, like I just, I loudly and vocally hum along with it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and there's a lot of items too because it's there every is. energy tank and it's every missile tank and, and it's still and like it's it doesn't get old it's one of the biggest things I hold against Upper M yeah. like people are like oh the voice acting was pretty bad and the story was poor I'm like yeah but where were the sound effects where were the jingles they yep. weren't there hook there was me just like generic sound, like sci-fi sound effects when you picked up an item I'm like there's a jingle for this you yeah. used it for 20 years <laughs> did you forget establish this it's the brand <laughs> how um, could you forget all right, and then new area battle in Dark Souls versus Jimmy Brooks. It's, it's just a new area. It's a new it's, area. It's, sorry, Jimmy Brooks. Thanks, like, Jimmy. Like you, you put up a great fight. You took it. You were an unexpected contender. <laughs> you like wild carded into the tournament, but can't be that Dark Souls new area jingle. And then we've got all right, final, grand final. This is it. Um, actually, depending on time, semi final. Oh man, uh, Metroid item jingle versus the sound of a new area in souls what what means more to you what do you feel is a better sound you can judge it on any any aesthetic you choose see this is where the jingle for metroid has an advantage Mm -hmm. because like the dark soul sound is great and again i I love it i love walking into an area and just getting that that sound and then seeing the text pop up on screen i'm like yeah terrified yeah where's the bonfire <laughs> there it is run straight to it and sit down but you can be like running through a gauntlet in metroid yeah and just finally especially when you're when you're playing it fresh out of like for the first time you don't know where anything is and you stumble upon like the varia suit you're like yeah and you hear that jingle it's pretty good it's pretty special i think i'm gonna give it to metroid but like super honorable shout out to the dark souls new area sound for yeah. just being one of the things is it in Sekiro? Um, it's a similar one. Yeah. It's not quite the same. It, it it gets docked points for not having it. And I get yeah. it, it's not a Dark Souls game, but just do it anyway, guys. They, I, just similar, do it for me. The problem is that they've got one that's similar yeah. enough, but it's not the same. So you Bloodborne was a similar thing. It was like yep. similar but not quite as good as yep. the Dark Souls sound. Sorry, guys. Uh, yeah, I basically I did sort of this bracket in my head, and it came out pretty much the same. <laughs> I did pick the new area sound in Souls mostly because. Just because of the volume of items you pick up in a Metroid it's true. game, and that's what I never get sick of it though. Yeah, but when you cross the when you cross the threshold in Souls, the first, particularly the first time, and you're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah, like, like your yeah. your mind is overrun by like, what is gonna kill me here? Yep. <laughs> yep. What what could it be? What could it be? That's why they're, they're both the finals, man. They're the best. Yep. In, best the best in, in the biz. All right, congratulations, Metroid. Did Island you have like Gingo. a your small check will be <laughs> <laughs> small. <laughs> And we'll play the sound effect when you pick it up. Yeah. Did you have a, a, a like a last minute like other wild card in there? Uh, that was um, Jimmy Brooks. Okay. Yeah. Because I was just thinking, oh, I need to have something um, out of left field. I'm trying to think of anything else I can give an honorable mention to. Um, honestly, I was thinking of the sound of eating stuff in Skyrim, which I mentioned earlier. Because, like, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. And the um, uh, the sound like sound from Splatoon of when you go in and out of the ink. It's a good sound. That's a good sound. It's not. I'm not sure if it is. Does it count like voiced jingles, like oh, voice and, um, lines? and cookies in Minecraft? Like, yes, that's another very good sound. <laughs> yeah. He's just eating in Minecraft. Just eating in Minecraft. I, honestly, in rotten flesh. Yeah, a lot of Minecraft. Like I even just love the sound of just like chipping away at a yeah. block. <laughs> but um, if we can, if we're not cheating to include voiced ones, I just want to do a special shout out to uh, just every Command and Conquer one. Yeah. 
New construction options. New construction options. Building. Building. Unit ready. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're completely fine. Low they're power. The, the sound when your power comes back up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a quarter finalist. <laughs> Um, oh, right. the sound that the obelisk of light makes. <laughs> Unless you're playing GDI, in which case yeah. it was eliminated yeah, exactly. long ago. You knocked it out immediately because it's, it's scarred you. All right, that was, that was a really fun game, man. I've got a second round. If you oh like. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So this is this is less on. And again, I want to pre-emphasize that because this was this one was thrown together a bit quicker. Yeah, but. There was a lot of possible entries here, and Kyron was brutal in his... He's, he's, he has no idea about this game he hasn't played before, <laughs> yeah. but any blame needs to be directed to him as the judge, because we're only seeing the finalists, and Kyron has ruthlessly whittled down every other instance. I accept all blame yep. for whatever he's put together. So, alright, this is going to make you kill a baby straight away. Oh no. Uh, and I'm really hoping... Okay. Um, oh no. Alright. Metroid, Fendara Drift's theme. Metroid oh, is Prime. this video game music? Yep. <laughs> Versus Silent Hill 2 Promise. No. <laughs> oh. I'm gonna pick that's like that's Laura the Laura Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be it's gonna be Silent Hill 2. Yeah. And I love Fendrana Drifts, but I just love the guitar in that song. Akira Maloka is a genius. Yep. Like listen to that song if you even if you don't want to play a scary game, like listen to yeah, Silent Hill 2, like Promise theme of Laura, just yep. so so damn good. Uh, Konami. All right, first winner in surprisingly quick and brutal round. Pentagon um, is so good; like it's, it's such a chill tune. Yeah, it suits really that, like it suits it. that environment so well. It's exactly it's what I think of when I think of Metroid, like Metroid Prime. Is just that I think of that, and I think of Talon Overworld. Talon Overworld is really with good with the too. rain hitting the yeah. visor. Yeah, looking up, I did that forever because yeah, just, like on I the GameCube, that game it. blew my mind. <laughs> When, like, you, when you sometimes see you see a reflection from the steam or whatever Nintendo yep. where is my prime trilogy I'm waiting <laughs> alright round two you knew it was all coming Persona 5 Rivers in the Desert Persona 4 Reach Out to the Truth this is really, really yeah this is I'm being mean this to is you diabolical I don't like you I'm assuming I want everyone to listen to these songs when they're listening as well yeah Honestly, if, if you have like, just check out these songs. It's so. If we, gross. if this was a better quality production, if we had the money, snatches. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. hell, man, I could. Don't do it to yourself. There's got to be a not now, yeah. but I would be interested in doing this down the road. There's like yeah. a, there's got to be like a loophole if you play like a small enough snippet of a song. Yeah, I might Google it because seven, I love like seventeen it. seconds. Or something. I love this yeah. so much. Um, if I had to pick out of those two, yeah. I really like. I really like both songs, but I really like Rivers in the Desert. Yeah. It just gets me, like, when... And it is. This is not about what's the better song. It's about what gets you. Yeah. When I think about... When, when I think about Reach Out of the Trip, it's good. But when I think about Rivers in the Desert playing when I was fighting against Shido... Yeah. Oh! That's it. Because that's a marathon boss fight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. It's Rivers in the Desert. All right. Next Sorry, bracket. It's, it's, good. it's a good song. Um, Human Revolution, Icarus Effect, versus... Suicide Mission, Mass Effect. <laughs> oh. Okay. I think, again, these are both incredible pieces of music. And while my mind soars, like when I listen to the Icarus, yeah. the Icarus song, I sweat profusely yeah. <laughs> when I listen to Suicide Mission. And I think about how 
like it coming together with my team yeah it's suicide mission yeah i really like that icarus theme but when i think of just that because ever like after that song like yeah. anything by with it i'm like none of this music is as good as that no 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 scenario you concocted for any of your games is better than the the time capsule that is the suicide mission that you combined you wrought and we all put in effort towards it yep picked a team succeeded the music was suspenseful and stressful but just so catchy and good and like when it's playing as you're like bursting yeah. through yeah in the watching all your consequences play yeah, out. yeah and, and like if you didn't do the armor like your yeah. ship's getting smashed apart and oh god it is somehow the perfect it's the perfect music for triumph and the perfect music for tragedy yes like at the same time listen they to suicide it. mission <laughs> it's so good um and Icarus Effect, again, like, okay, it's incredible. Like said, my mind soars when but I think of that song. This is why they're all finalists. I know. Well, oh, my God. Um, all right. This, this is hurting me. Then we've got... I love video game music. <laughs> uh, the Sons of Liberty theme. Metal Gear Solid 2 Sons of Liberty. The, before the orchestral I stopped, version. Before I stopped yep. doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, versus Command & Conquer Act on Instinct. Oh. <laughs> I want you to act on instinct. Oh, I'm gonna... This is... This is unfair. Yeah, because it is unfair. Active, Act on this thing is again, it's incredible. Yep. It gets me so pumped up when I'm deploying my units. Yeah. Is that Tiberian it's, that's Sun? Tiberian or is it Torn? It's Command and Conquer. Is it the very first song that plays yep. in that game? It's oh the first God. game of the first when you roll, When you roll game. up on that beach? Yep. Oh, no, I'm going to have to edge it out with that beautiful Sons of Liberty theme. If only for the part where it just sort of breaks down. Yep. And just goes real slow. Yep. And it's gorgeous. Beautiful, beautiful song. Yeah. All right. Now we've got Castlevania Bloody Tears. Oh no. Versus Doom Rip and Tear. Oh. I had so much fun combining these <laughs> names. Jesus. Um. Again, this. There's one Rip and Tear. That's the first song. The new yeah. Doom one. There's yeah. one part of that song that nearly beats every song on this list. And it's it's nearly clenching this for me because I love Bloody Tears. Yeah. I love that part in Rip and Tear where he cocks the shotgun as yep, part of the song. Just part of it's the song. just perfect. Oh. Was that, that count as part? Because I'm not sure if it's in the actual song. Do we, it's what are we it counting means that? to you. And if that's how it means to you. I've listened to Rip and Tear a lot outside of Doom, but the main <sighs> thing it always makes me think of it's, is that... It's just perfect. Yep. Because then the game starts... Oh. And watching um, Mick Gordon play it on stage was so rad. Bring him back to us. He's, he's an Australian. Get, oh. it, get him at PAX. <laughs> Do it. Um. Oh, but bloody tears though. It's. I don't think it's. I'm, I'm using this as my own justification. It's yep. unfair to to hamstring bloody tears because of this. But Castlevania's been quiet for a while. Yeah. Yep. You can make any justification you want. That's <laughs> it's, fine. This it's is like your, it's like desperate clawing because yeah. the remixes in Smash are just they blow my mind. But yep. Doom Rip and Tear, Mick Gordon. Yep. The Doom soundtrack. And honestly, uh, in my opinion, not to spit Svinia or anything, the soundtrack made that game. It did. It was the best like, Doom we've had in a, like, almost ever, and it was because of the soundtrack. Like, I was so pumped up killing demons to that to that shredding soundtrack. It's, yep. it's Rip and Tear. Yeah. Rip and Tear, like, you, like, it was close, but that shotgun cock gets you through it just because that's perfect. Yeah. All right. Now we have <laughs> Kingdom Hearts Dearly Beloved versus... The Resident Evil safe room theme. <laughs> that really slow, quiet, like almost a cello. When you just, yeah. when you, you can you take a breath. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm safe. Yeah. 
unless Mr. X peeks through the dorms, like, <laughs> so, yeah. I'm gonna go with Dearly Beloved again, just because every time I boot up Kingdom Hearts and just sit on that, I, I'll just sit on that menu for like an extra five minutes to listen yep. to that song. It's so good. Ah, oh, Dearly Beloved. All right, that's all of our contestants. So now we're gonna roll on back, and now it's Promise versus Rivers in the Desert. I'm gonna go with Promise still. Yeah, I really like Promise. That's good. That's, it's, a, that's a part strong... of this is my heart yearning for Silent Hill too. Yeah, <laughs> I miss that game so much. Now it's Suicide Mission versus Sons of Liberty. Suicide Mission. Yeah, I really like that song. Now it is. Rip and Tear versus Dearly Beloved. Which is, <laughs> wow, what a mashup! <laughs> that is, that is just opposite sides of a coin. Yeah. Um. Oh Jesus! I'm gonna go with. Man, that's made just they contrast so heavily. They do. They do. One's been with me for a long time. And you're um like. Your feelings on it probably might change day to day because they're so different. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's it's so exciting getting into Kingdom Hearts. Like, what's going to change in Dearly Beloved? Yeah, which little tune like notes are going to? Because it evolves, but it's still your friend. But Rip and Tear. But Rip and Tear <laughs> <laughs> has a, has the sweet shotgun. It does cock and, and you know what? It's Almost no other game has that, and it's perfectly in time. And mm. like as that song plays, and he's walking up to the elevator and starting mm. to reach this combination, you're like, mm. oh, this song's great. I mean, it drops out just from just inch. I'm going to give it to Rip and Tear. Yeah. I'm sorry, dear beloved. All it's right. hard to compete against that. It is, admittedly. Um, <laughs> no game has done it before no. or since. You know why? Because they can't handle it. No one's ready for no it. One's ready no one's for as that. good as Mick Gordon. Uh, now we have, all right, coming up to the absolute end bracket, Silent Hill 2 Promise versus Mass Effect Suicide Mission. One of them's got beautiful, slight, quiet guitar. The other one starts with that suicide mission, yeah, because <laughs> well, because it has that start, and yep. then when it kicks into and the, then the music, strings kick in, it's just it's 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 the perf it's the best Fireware song there yep. is out of all their soundtracks, they'll never match it or top it. And do you know what? That song is why I think back to the insane decision to not keep him on. Yeah. Is, is that, that was Jack Wall, was it? Yeah, yeah. And to not keep him on for Mass Effect 3. And it just made no to sense. To go with, like, a movie composer. Yeah. And that soundtrack was to 3. be more epic, and you're like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, what you, do you did mean, you not epic? listen to Suicide Mission? <laughs> Who are you? Because, like, the Mass Effect 3 soundtrack is, look, it's fine. Yeah. But nothing sticks out like Suicide Mission. No. Um, all right. Doom, Rip, and Tear was in a solo bracket. Oh, no. But we've had... A sudden walk-in. This is going to be bad. <laughs> Doom, Rip, and Tear, or Megalovania. 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 <laughs> Megalovania. And again, I feel like there's there's probably a couple of people that have ever listened to us who haven't played Undertale. Yeah. Just look it up on YouTube. Listen, Toby Fox has uploaded the entire soundtrack. Yeah, it's on Spotify. Yeah. Listen to Megalovania and tell me it's not amazing. Yeah. Megalovania is the thing that he, like, it's in his rum hack he did of Earthbound that, that he did before Undertale yeah and he took that and was like you know what it's gonna be an Undertale too because it's that good it is Megalovania that good. is that good of a song uh alright so now what you've done to yourself Kyron I know is you've landed yourself in a bracket between Suicide Mission <laughs> and, and Megalovania and I oh god and I love them both for the same reason you know I'm adding now I'm gonna since I've already I'm adding context yeah to this one because as good as Suicide Mission is 
the way that Megalovania works. This is slight Undertale spoilers. Mm-hmm. So if you haven't played Undertale, for some reason at this point, like it's on a lot of platforms and you want to stay pretty clean, I guess maybe tune out for the next 30 odd seconds or so. But the way that Megalovania is incorporated into the boss fight with Sans and how insane his attacks are, yep. especially when he does his special, like his ultimate attack, and you just, yep. it's a gauntlet. <laughs> And it's it's all you can hear the moves yeah. when you're listening to Megalovania. Yes, you can. And when you tie into that, like the whole the only hope you have in that fight is to survive. Yeah. Like your goal isn't to beat Sans. Like it is, but like that song's playing the entire time. Your goal is to wear him down <laughs> until he sleeps. Yeah. And that's when you can get him. Nah, it's Megalovania. But like Suicide Mission's really good. Yeah. But Megalovania, out of those songs you've chosen for me yeah this could this could be a very different discussion if we just did a whole show on this but like, yeah i almost want to go forever this is why i kind of wanted to just do an episode now where we just poll a bunch of things like go to everyone we know and be like hey what are five of your favorite songs in a video game let's go let's and let's go i now, we're I now shred them live on yeah it. we're gonna kill them all and yeah. then one will be left standing yeah and it's gonna i'm gonna have to give it to megalovania but those are all incredible songs yeah um i might even you know what i might even include links to them on youtube when i post like this episode up because it's also good so that you can you can hop back in and just i will make a youtube playlist yeah um all right megalovania or the metroid item theme oh no (laughs) um metroid item theme (laughs) but it's not even a fair competition right because you want to know you want to know why they fired jack wall (laughs) it's because he's like this is this is the best thing i've ever done they're like yeah but it's not as good as the metroid item theme this guy did it in three bars i don't know what you What's all this? Like, you're sure that's art, but yeah. listen to this. Yeah. It's just like a jingle. Yeah, but it's really good. Yeah, it's, it's shorter than my ringtone. Like, <laughs> this one guy in his podcast yeah. said it was better than Megalovania. Yeah. yeah. What's Megalovania? Get out. Oh, it also beat Suicide it's... Mission. What? <laughs> oh, that oh, was right. really you, fun. You heard it here first. The best sound in gaming. In, in gaming. In gaming. Because we checked all the others and we just didn't want to waste your yeah. time. So if this there's any me- that you want that you think got missed uh, and you want to find out what they lost to uh send it through and we'll answer it oh no we'll check check our diverse and very consistently kept records for all like several thousand entrants yeah there was yeah there was heaps it's all it's 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 all all history of gaming well documented it is it is the sound when like pac-man gets a little power pellet yeah i you know i honestly thought i would that would beat the battle zone tank shot it didn't like (laughs) Now, I was surprised. My mind's racing now. Yeah. Think of like other sound effects, yeah. like, and then the battle zone tank shot, like, just got eliminated by when you pick up a power up in Raiden. Like, <laughs> it was the arcade bracket? Well, like, you did the right thing by not including Final Fantasy soundtracks. Yeah, because yeah. I, I was, I was waiting. I'm like, any second now, he's just gonna, he's gonna throw like a a one winged angel at me or an Aeris theme. I really, want, <laughs> I wanted to focus on the ones that I knew were really good. Things like Megalovania, because I haven't got as big a uh, Final yeah, Fantasy background, and I didn't want to throw in, you know, like a like a um, Eris theme and end up with the well, Where's Libero Fatality, <laughs> which was already established. All of those were included, but Kyron killed them, them, killed them mercilessly. We, man, we could do one just yeah. a Final Fantasy. Because, and I also didn't want to end up in a timeline where we had to admit that you know, One Winged Angel was not as good as Arthur Morgan saying Jimmy Brooks, <laughs> like. 
<laughs> I mean, we technically already exist in that timeline now. Yeah, yeah. I guess that's it, where it, we are. it sounds like Jimmy Brooks made it further down the the, the tournament than Ronald Angel did. Yeah, he won. He won that could, award. Could, could have been a, a round one knock, knockout. So yeah. he won the Keelys last year for voice acting. Yeah, I think he, he did. did. Like best performance. Yeah. Was, and you know what? And I know what? the Keelys have leaked nobody's personal information. They haven't. So. Yet. <laughs> In our next bracket of <laughs> games award shows, <laughs> they're coming in hot. Um, yeah, like people, it's so funny. Like being this many months on after Red Dead Two, it's opinions are still pretty mixed. I think we can all pretty confidently agree that Arthur Morgan is a great character. Oh yeah, and that his performance, the performance is just so good. Yep. I I am still sad about things that happened in that game. Mm-hmm. Still bum me out. That was really fun. No worries. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I hope I'll, everyone. All I'd love anything where I get to like. Yeah as much as i was hitting it the whole time like yeah. picking a favorite over two is just it's just great i love it it's fun yeah that's why our game of the year discussions are so fun i hope so there's some listeners just fucking furious like i hope they're steamed i'm sure <laughs> anyone who hates undertale for being yeah. was like undertale's that's, that's one of those that's like that you that game that everyone put on youtube yeah it's basically tumble of a game <laughs> it really is but it sort of is but it's really good it's really good and megalovania is an incredible song go listen to it if yeah. you believe me it goes for like six minutes it's fantastic i think it's like two two minutes and 20 seconds it feels like six minutes it feels like it. it feels like half an hour yeah <laughs> ah well thanks man that was no great is that, is that is that, that, that all you that's got? it all right then well that's that all you got i slaved over that that was amazing i had to, I had I to, was I had making... to manage thousands of applications <laughs> i mean i honestly was like cool we've done the jingles but good yeah. and then you threw the music one at me so that's why i'm just making sure yeah there's nothing else for now you're, you're... best character right hands visible in first person <laughs> games uh, Doom, Doom Slayer. Doom Slayer, or Adam Jensen with fist chisels, or um, Blazkowicz. Ooh, yeah, that's true. That's pretty good, especially as far as characters go. Yeah, I think as um, I feel like Arthur Jensen would have it for this one because of the many things that his hands can do, like because they transform and split open and stuff. But in Doom Eternal, you chainsaw on your arm. And a grappling hook. And a grappling hook. So lucky we're not. That's not before. Do like if we if we revisit this after Doom mm-hmm. Eternal, could be different. Yeah. All right, Ben. Well, that was, <clears throat> man, that was really good. Thanks, man. That was fun. Now we are gonna kick it over to the bonus round. Bonus round. So of course the bonus round is where we we take questions from our wonderful listeners and. I put up a question post last week and got a bunch of questions. And I always feel bad when we do that because we, we are guilty of it where we're like, hey, give us questions. We're recording. And we don't record for like a week. And yeah. It's like, we're going we're gonna to do them. It's fine. Yeah. It's all good. Uh, we've, actually, we've, got, we've got three questions this week. One of them is from Joel. Yeah. He, he's, he's clearly... Joel. He's fishing. Yeah. He's fishing for something from us. Uh, but we'll start off with our very first one from, of course, the wonderful Godric Godez, co-host of the Hunting Seasons podcast which he does with damask yeah they're it's both, a good podcast that's a very good podcast like i love talking about video games yeah and it's great talking about like the industry and all that and then you listen to hunting scenes and you're like man they really know their shit about they tv really know like they their know shit. it's like at an intimidating level mm. uh, so yeah you like tv shows mm. check them out <laughs> yeah and you're like i know that uh for example i think like broad's been on the show before, he has yes and he can bring at least if not better my level of um enthusiasm and interest in video games but also he can do that for tv and exactly. probably a bu- and like a bunch of other topics as well Absolutely. so um, meanwhile I'm, I'm like mostly games yeah some movies 
some if, TV. <laughs> yeah, if you if you're testing the waters on um, hunting seasons, the True Detective um, season one episode is absolutely wonderful. Yes. Um, uh, the Game of Thrones season eight episode is wonderful <laughs> for different reasons. Yeah. But they're all good. Oh, I'm doing that thing where I blank on the name of that show again. The one they did for that Netflix show. Oh my god! This. Oh happened. yeah, Russian Doll. Russian Doll. Yeah. Check out that Russian Doll episode as well. Those are just some curated picks from us. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have also ranked all of the other picks and, we knocked and knocked them, them out. So that's, that's, we, that's what we do now. Yeah, that's what we do. That's we, what the show we, is. We list and kill, but you don't even get to listen to it. Nope. We just we just give you the abridged version. Yep. Only the hits. Only the hits. All killer, no, no filler. filler. Anyway, Rod's question, and we we sort of touched on this earlier, but I think we can still talk about it a bit longer. Is I've never played a Fire Emblem game before. Where should I start? Now, earlier we were talking about how Three Houses is is probably the best entry. Do you still... If you obviously own a Switch, yes. uh, and your primary play system is the Switch, it's perfect. Because guess what's on Switch? It's on Switch. Uh, <laughs> it's on Switch. It really is like yeah. the biggest selling point. Because yeah. at this point, like you can track down a 3DS. Yeah, or if you still use your 3DS and have it. Awakening is tops. I didn't play the other games after if Awakening. You can, if you can find Awakening, yeah, mm, that's that's see, a, that's, a problem. that's the trickier part, right? It's going to come down to a lot, a lot of it's going to be availability, and I think you, you can probably download it digitally. But man, Three Houses is there on a shelf, yeah, and it's current and modern. And Awakening, you got to wait for them to bring the little blocks when you buy it digitally and <laughs> chuck them in the chuck them. Yeah, in the and they're real slow. They're real slow. <laughs> I still think, yeah, I do think Three Houses for convenience and for just being. The most modern Fire Emblem, with just so yeah, it's just so many great quality of life changes. If you are at all curious about the, the series, I would definitely say Three if, Houses. Particularly if you played a Persona game as yes. well, or another visual novel. Look at you, Joel. We have to run your time management. Uh, this is perfect because mm. you're already familiar with half the game. But but and if that, or if you've seen Harry Potter, <laughs> Harry Potter, or or you like, if you like political fantasy stories. It's not look it's not fantastic yeah. it's just good enough to make me go i'm invested yeah and it's a good excuse to kill these gentlemen over here with my students <laughs> yeah or in my case at the point where i'm starting to kill the students that i didn't pick and just feeling just overwhelming guilt yeah watching so him, enjoy that watching him die in slow motion going i i was i was sort of friends with that guy yeah it's, and that's a that's it's your, surprisingly it's hard it, yeah. was, it was hard when i first did it but and, hey and, look forward to that and it's a failure on your part and the part of as your avatar as a teacher i should have so recruited him it's a teachable moment but that moment is past because he's gone now and he didn't even know that i could rewind time yeah that's the really cruel part right <laughs> yeah he he did, gave it his best shot and you took three of them <laughs> exactly like he killed me yeah. but i rewound and came mm. back with someone else and killed him yeah i'm like, sorry dude uh, yeah, no, nah, it's it's got to be three houses still. I I I honestly, want... it's, it's it looks like it's it's the best looking, it's the most modern and updated. It incorporates the time travel thing, so you don't have to keep soft resetting when you don't, when yeah, you yeah. don't like your outcome. Yep, uh, and it's available, which is unfortunately an issue with Nintendo is. games. Yeah, because the thing is, that's why even if you could track out Awakening, if it is available, it's probably still full price or like yep. along those lines. Or if it's hard to get. You're looking at those eBay people who know how much Nintendo games can become worth. Yeah. I will one day play Path of Radiance, yeah. the GameCube <laughs> Fire Emblem, when it's not $300. <laughs> like, Nintendo, come on. Get these games on Switch, because those that one and the Wii one are just so expensive. Yeah. It's insane. 
but yeah, I would say three houses is my is my answer there. So our second question comes from Joel McDonald. <gasps> Joel, that name that name might sound familiar to you. I don't know why though. Yeah. Anyway, some guy. Some guy. He he, he talks to me a lot about stuff. I yeah. Don't know. Hi guys, long time co-host, first time caller. I was thinking about games that you love and have content that you haven't or maybe will never play. Things like raid bosses or DLC that you never got around to for any reason. Would you consider going back one day or is it too late? It feels like a very situational question. I mean, we have we have all I think we've hit every one of those marks before just between us. Yes. We've had bosses that we didn't beat in Souls games that we eventually went back and got. Goddamn Fume Knight. Fume Knight being a quick wall for us in Dark Souls 2 was... Yeah. I honestly carried it with me for years yep. until Scholar reversed him. Yeah, and, and then we got him. I'm killing you. Yeah, we got him. We this got time him. we're not going to be on New Game plus, 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 whatever we yeah. were on. Whereas when, by the time the DLC drops. And he's like super buff and we're like, well, I can't level up anymore. <laughs> this is our best. And he outdoes us and, and he, he gets stronger when you're in co-op. Yeah. Uh, what a nightmare. What but we beat nightmare. him. We beat him. We got there. Um... We never beat those two tigers in the snow, but I'm not going back. No, they're scary, and there's like those invisible unicorns that are on the way to get there in the blizzard and whatever. I'm not dealing yeah, with that. I'm out. No, so it's too stressful. So too much. in, it's too in much the for case me. of Dark Souls, sometimes yes, sometimes, sometimes no. yes. Like we didn't beat the ancient dragon. Oh yeah, oh, he's a friend. He's a cool guy. Know. And like you could he's kill only him, an enemy but he's if not you really, decide he is. And he's not really hard to beat. Yeah, he's just um, really big. It took us a while to go back to Dark Souls Three Ring City because we kind of quit at that really bad. Like, no, I'm going to say bad. I'm going to say bad because the idea is cool. But like a lot of From Software stuff, it's one of those things where, yeah, this is cool on paper, but, but the execution is not great. And it's when you go into that boss fight that summons the player character as an enemy. Oh, Spear of the Church. Yeah. yeah. Like you can play offline against an AI boss if you want, but it doesn't seem like the authentic experience. But the flip side is playing online is you're dealing with the Dark Souls netcode. Yeah. And it is dodgy at the best of times. Yeah. And you've got to play against people who have got these buffed characters mm. and they know exactly what they're doing there which is great because I love that there's people who are passionate enough and about the game to get involved to that degree to figure out exactly how to be a boss for another player yeah. like that's incredible that someone will sit there and volunteer to be that kind of mechanical Turk yeah uh, but also it's incredibly frustrating when you're not you're real like, good at the I wanna, game I and wanna, you're on Australian internet I want to go forward and then yeah. it's like I'm oh, sorry I'm here it's yeah. like cool yeah well that's great <laughs> I want to. I want to see what's behind this door. I'm just like, mm, how's your how's your iframes? They're not ideal. Not what's great. your equip load? Zero. <laughs> Look Wait. at my flips. Okay, that's not that's that's fine. At least I'm just fighting you. I want as the fight drags, and I will. Yeah. There'll be NPCs like AIs that come in as well. Yeah, that's not. And right. I'm aware of that, so I'm, I'm going to drag the fight out as much you. as I can. No, don't yeah. kite me. Yeah. Ah. So yeah, that was frustrating. But we did go back. We did. We did. We went back and we won. We went to uh, slave, we slave Night Gale. It's Slave Night Gale. That was hilarious was and hilarious, great. Yep. Um, DLC. I never got rid of my copy of Spider Man from 2018 because I was always going to go back for the DLC because I enjoyed the game that much. Uh, I did just pick up the DLC on the most recent sale, but I haven't put my disc back in yet. But I bought it. I paid money for it. So yes, I'm going back. It's Division Two's fault. It's Division Two's fault. It's too big. <laughs> it's too big. Stupid 500 gig hard drive and it's like 90 gig just for Division <laughs> Two. Division Two. Like you can have two games. It's insane. Like it's now at this point we are in a generation. It's yeah. these games are too big. It's too big. Uh, I'm trying to man like we never did the raids in Destiny. We played a lot. We did. We all were, the content we weren't Destiny. allowed <laughs> we weren't allowed to do the raids because they don't have matchmaking and we don't make friends i'm not i'm, I'm only social with people i know yeah and i mean we could have gone onto like reddit and done, done a pickup group 
because um, um, they have it all the time, but it's a lot of commitment. As I mentioned earlier, sometimes when I'm playing an online game like that, yeah. I get real paranoid. Yeah. Like, when we were playing Final Fantasy fourteen, and I'm playing as a dragoon, knowing already that dragoons have, like, yeah. there's a stigma. If you're a dragoon yeah. player, I'm like, but they're so cool. <laughs> I'm not good. Please don't judge me. <laughs> I've been playing, um, I'm like playing some World of Warcraft, again, to get through this content that I haven't seen. And I've done, like, a, a appreciable chunk of it, and I'm quite happy with what I've achieved. There's a new pickup group tool in World of Warcraft because, you know, as Blizzard does, another company came up with it first. Um, and then they're like, cool, that's neat. We'll just pop that in there. So and you just, just amalgamate it into yeah, our... Yeah, it's part of WoW now. Our living MMO that yeah, never dies. That will never die. So there's this, you know, you can you can cue yourself, continue doing whatever the hell you're doing. This little timer ticks in the background while it tries to collect three DPS and a tank and a healer. That's why I like about uh, 14. Yeah, and it, I think they lifted it exactly from 14. And then they're just like, cool, everyone's ready, into the dungeon. And as soon as you're done with the dungeon, they're like, cool, you all got your loot, had a great time, pop you back in your respective world. <laughs> it happens cross-server and everything, so it's not even See, just people 14, in your realm. I think 14 just got there, because it yeah. used to be like just in your server, I think. Maybe they picked it up from Rift. Anyway, or Guild Wars, I don't know. One of the But we digress. We, we digress. So and even in that content, even in that, I'm just completely zero stakes. I'm in there in a queue with a bunch of other people who are also in there in a queue. I'm in there, cast my spells, kill the bosses, get my loot, see you later. Yeah. You're not even from my server, I'm never <laughs> gonna encounter you again. Then oh. I run into these people that have got the uh the UI mods that post your DPS and damage done at the end of each boss fight, and I'm coming in like third or fourth after, like and there's the healer at the bottom of course of course and the tank is usually second because they're not there to deal the most damage and i'm like third or fourth, and i'm like is that am i that where i'm supposed to be oh god i'm dragging the team See, down i hate and it I, yeah I, I hate and it freaks me out i get in my head about that stuff all the, it's, it's almost only mmos but yeah. are they gonna think i'm bad at this cooperating with yes, I'm bad at this. yeah cooperating <laughs> it's just with terrifying it to me yep like, I did a bit of a raid in Destiny 2 with some f people I'm friends with, and I was still like, we're not that good of friends. Yeah. Am I, a I know two of you out of, like, the six. I'm like, I'm am I doing bad? I need to impress I'm, you. I'm dying a lot. Yeah. Oh, God, I can never play Destiny 2 again. We're done. <laughs> uh, my biggest answer for this is it's because I own the DLC. Yeah. And we talk about, Brennan, we've been talking about it so much. We even talked about it briefly just then. I will one day go back to Final Fantasy XIV. I have... To finish the vanilla game. Yep. And then the mid-patch to Heavensward. Sure, yep. And then Heavensward. Okay, yep. And then the mid-patch to Stormblood. Oh, right, yeah. And then the Stormblood. Yeah. And then the mid-patch to Shadowbringers. Bringers. Yeah. And then Shadowbringers. Okay, so we're looking... We just <laughs> need to finish all the content from about seven years worth yeah, of... Yeah, easy, right? Seven, eight, nine years worth of an MMO. I own most of it. Okay, yeah, because you own it, so that makes it easy. That's fine. That's all right. That's easy. <laughs> that's the thing that if I... Like, look, that's... One day I want to go back to it. When I... I just want a spare month. Yeah, we just literally just need time. And that is the biggest... That's the biggest... Like, and I think what... I mentioned this the last time I was on. Mm. The biggest thing that you spend on a games as a service is heartbeats you spend your own time on it i, we, um, I logged into the division two the other night and was like good god i put three days into this game yep three days three days i could have been playing just other you could things have played, yeah you could have played multiple other games they just take like, like uh, yeah mmos and games of services take over your life yeah like i have all of these games that i would love to go back and play and games that are not the games that are intentionally not long games that are five hours long like hellblade senua's sacrifice i would love to go and play that game but you know i don't have that five hours because i've got to put 55 hours into fucking division two over the next week i don't, <laughs> I don't have to but you just do oh because that is my answer to this question is sadly like i would love to and i want to but it's just time 
Yeah. I, that's why I get really excited when I look at the calendar. I'm like, yeah. there's nothing coming out. But then I do something stupid like I just did spend, spending two months playing Persona 5 again yeah. to get the Platinum. <laughs> Um, and then also in terms of bosses and stuff, I still have Sekiro. I'm up to the owl. I haven't uninstalled this game. I'm going back to it. I keep telling myself. I have the Demon uh, of Hatred still. Yeah. And it's just sitting there and I'll pick it up and then I'll spend a day bouncing off it because I will have forgotten <laughs> everything I know about it. It's um, it's one of those... like From Software Games are pretty bad for this because I know that you also... How much of the old Hunters did you do? I didn't Blood... get the, the Orphan of Cost. I got everything else. Bloodborne's not a big one. I talk to Joel about it all the time. Yeah. It's like, Joel, I need to give you this DLC. Orphan of Cost is a really good fight. <laughs> it's terrifying. I did it with a random person. Yeah. Just compounding my constant paranoia. Playing with... Like, there's nothing... Like, you think playing an MML is bad. Imagine summoning someone for one of the hardest From Software boss fights. Like, you're like... If I die, like this guy's just like, because I know wasted I, his time. I have been that summoned going into yeah. a fight, and the person just dies immediately. It's like, yeah. oh. what was the point of that? It took me five minutes to get picked up. Yeah. So as soon as they came in, I'm like, and it's also Ugh. you laugh at them because it's hilarious. Like yeah. when they just get trounced, just cleaned straight away. up. But I have 100 <laughs> yeah. percent been that guy. I've been that guy. I've gone in there on my glass cannon infield <laughs> and just like popped all my buffs on. I'm like, I'm ready for you. Come right here, and they just get slammed by, <laughs> cricket by something batted. yeah just get cricket batted or like butt stomped by something shit like the demon fire sage <laughs> and you're like that, I, that should never have happened it took less time for him to kill me than it did for me to prep myself yeah. oh, it's just embarrassing so, I didn't yeah. even get to waste flasks on it there is like at this point I just get so many games now are also designed to have this DLC yeah because obviously games want you to play them, play them longer it's like obviously games yeah. are services but even like you'll get games that have their content piecemealed out. Fire Emblem's sort of guilty of that because they've got a season pass and there's some content coming soon, like new maps and stuff like that. Yeah. I'm like, how's that going to work if I finish the game? And then next year, I think in April, there's like new story content coming. So I'm do sort you, of like... Do you oh. think this mindset is part and part of like the anti-trade where the publishers don't so. need to trade anymore? Because this used to be really big a few years ago when trading was really big, but now everything's sort of slowly moving digital. Yeah. Um, and I find myself buying fewer and fewer physical games because the digital sales are really yeah. good. Well, I mean, um, in a, like not for us, but in America, like digital is killing GameStop. Yeah. GameStop is in yeah. a bad place. Um, and and just for convenience and because it's there, but also because then you know you have it until you want to download it, which is until the servers are still around, which sucks. But there's the same thing with Steam. Like PC game sales collapsed when Steam really kicked off with those good good discounts. Mm, yeah. Um, that good good discount oil. Um, and I wonder whether once rental or once the rental or the pre-owned market is no longer an issue which is pretty well inevitable. It's going to happen. Um, it's going to happen. Uh, just a matter of time. Like, will we continue to see these big, we want to keep people playing for as long as possible? Or is it going to go back to being okay to have a set-length game? <laughs> Maybe. Like, I think it's it's interesting because that, that does feel like a lot, like what is happening a lot of the time now. Expect, but we're also heading in towards the period where a lot of these games might be streamable as well. Yeah. Because that was a, back when, man, remember when episodic games were the shit? Yep. Because you'd buy the season pass, it's like, cool, here's episode one. See you in two months. Yeah, or if you're Half-Life, see you in see two you. never. Man, I just finished episode two. I can't wait for episode <laughs> three. I have some bad news. Yep. <laughs> yeah. 
Because I, I'm, yeah, they announced that was going to be their big thing, and then yep. StarCraft Two announced that Blizzard announced StarCraft Two was going to be episodic, um, so that they can do it, you know, do that, and that turned out to be like seven years, but across the three games, seven they, or eight they, years, they got there. Nuts. They got, and it was basically three separate games, not three episodes yeah. of the three campaigns. Um, and I'm not saying they weren't great, and I'm really glad that Blizzard was able to get that much life out of StarCraft Two. I'm just saying that we would definitely have StarCraft Three <laughs> by now if that hadn't been the case. Absolutely. Yeah. And now we have to wonder. If and we World will of get StarCraft, StarCraft probably, and StarCraft yeah, Ghost because yeah. they need to fill in those uh, yeah. release windows. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting, right? I there are so many games that I could, that I'm probably not thinking off the top of my head that have DLC that I would love to go back to. I don't think there's any that I own though. Like there's no, I don't think there's any games that I've just. That I've bought and had the DLC and I haven't played yet, but there are games that I own that have DLC. I'm always just keeping an eye on. Like I'm always yeah. just, just sometimes like going onto the PlayStation Store or the eShop and going checking, like refresh. Yeah. Not yet. Okay. Not yet. No. Well, yeah, they um, I bought that. I got that Ace Combat season pass. Yeah. Uh, and they dropped they dropped new planes. Like it was way too long between release and the first new plane. But yeah. then I got my new plane. I was like, well, this is OP as fuck. So that's why you left it for so <laughs> yeah. long, so everyone would have a chance to play the campaign as yeah. intended and not just roll around with a laser gun and fuel air bombs, mm. um, which you know is the best way to play it. Um, but non-biased so answer i assume yeah yeah and they're, so they're dropping these little dlc packs with um with you know you get an extra plane a few new emblems to tool around and play drip plane dress-ups with um but they're actually starting to release new missions later in the year i think september is the first one i'm actually super stoked with that because i've played these missions to death see yeah because that sort of that sounds similar to what we're doing with fire emblem where it feels like that obviously they're doing this new content but it's going to take time yeah so maybe it's like if we give them some things in between they might hold on to the game. Yeah. Because, I mean, honestly, it must be a fear for a lot of developers that you that finish the game you'll put, turf it. Yeah, you'll put all this... Oh, and, P, and then you'll put all this effort into the continued content and release it, and everyone will have traded their game towards the next big thing. Yeah. And then you'll, your DLC will eventually get bought on sale. And the other thing... The thing I'm really curious about, and it happens to me, and I hate that it happens to me, but it does, um, is that yeah. when you're, you, you get your platinum trophy and you're like, cool, I'm done. And there's that's, DLC there, and you're like, yeah, they don't count. That's a problem, and that's why I've I've been like, I, I never played the DLC for Shadow of War, which by all accounts was good. I'm never going back. It sounds like it was better than the actual game. Yeah, honestly. I got I got the platinum in Shadow of War, and I was like, cool. Yeah, I see there's there's content here. I hear it's great. Trophy collecting is game. <laughs> trophy collecting is a disease. It is. It's it's. I'm not good. I'm so happy in a way that Nintendo doesn't have achievements. Like, yeah. I had so many people like put achievements in your game, but in my head, I'm like, please don't. Like, I, sometimes they have their own cute ways of doing it. Like, Smash has the challenge board where yep. you like knock stuff out. Oh, you did this, and you got like a little reward. Yeah. But it's not like, yeah, not like when you get a trophy or a gamer score, like a number. Because in like my head, it, that's how I consider games finished, right? Yeah. And exactly. The game's not necessarily finished. Like, no. I haven't finished the story, I haven't done all the, um, or I haven't done the, the continuation of the DLC or whatever. Mm. It's in my head, I'm like, cool, game's done. I don't need to play that anymore. There's no reason to play it anymore. Yeah. That's why I'm happy to be toning down my... Mm. I got my Persona 5 Platinum and I think I might be good for now. Yeah, I've been I've been really trying hard to be good on Trove, <laughs> just to be done with it. Because I felt guilty. Like, mm. a couple of times I've looked at the Division 2 trophy list and gone, uh, nah. Because I'd worry that if I do that trophy list, even if they do new content down the road, I'll be like, yeah, yeah but I don't really need Platinum anymore. Yeah, I don't, I don't really need to play it anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting discussion, like, when is a game finished? When have you finished with a game? Let alone considering, like, raid bosses or DLC like, or anything like no that. Great, um, no great 
secret, Bloodborne's one of my favorite games of all time. I've barely gone back to it because I finished it. You know, I finished it. I got, got you know, finished it a couple of few times. Did it co-op? Got the platinum. Did most of the DLC. Didn't do all of it as we've just discussed. Got the platinum, and I'm like, cool. Done. Like yeah. And whereas if it then didn't have any achievements, I would have played it multiple times. On that same yeah. token, actually, because I said I was going to pick it up again, but I never, I haven't done it yet. Hmm. Um, Final Fantasy 15. Yeah. I was like, I really want to go through those episodes. Yeah, I want to play Comrades. Yep. yep. I want to see the rest of that content. I got the platinum trophy, and I look at the Royal Edition. I'm like, oh, but I have to play. Do I have to play the game again? Like it's like a hundred hours. Yeah. And I already got all the trophies. Uh, I'm kind of good. But I want to play them. Those episodes look good. And I really like those characters. I don't yeah. want to play episode Arden. I want to see what yes. his story is. And comrades. Like, I, want to yep. play, I want to play multiplayer Final Fantasy XV. Yeah. Just, just warp strike everywhere. Yep. Yeah, hell yes. Oh. Anyway, thank you for your question, Joel. I hope, hope everyone's going well on your end. Yeah. Hope, you, hope we answered your question. Uh, and if we didn't, the other answers were part of a poll. And we... <laughs> we uh, eliminated them and you know what? if we did answer your question it's your fault because you're yeah. not here answering as well yeah maybe next week you can answer it yourself oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, but seriously thank you yeah man um, our last question is it's a short one yeah it's from a, a good friend of ours Gary Foster uh, he actually asked us if we're responsible for the increased sales on Anthem in Australia I saw an article about that and I figured it was because of the promotion of Anthem on the show well yes obviously clearly <laughs> we are influential yeah. and we we convinced a bunch of people to play anthem even though yeah. our response was very lukewarm it was it they was. must have had low expectations I think, I think the overall takeaway from the episode was wow it's better than i thought it would be surprisingly okay <laughs> you know what you know how we're gonna know how division two charts next week true if yeah. division two shoots back up division two charts and um number of plays of megalovania on youtube <laughs> oh god but like for real I'm not sure if, if, it, if the article that Gary read mentioned it, but mm. like for like the last month and a half, you can pick up Anthem for like 20 Australian dollars. Yeah, but see, that's sales charts. Is that PSN sales charts? It was also on sale Because I saw it on, on the PSN. PSN. It wasn't that cheap. Not that cheap, but it was still cheapish. Yeah, cheaper, I guess. And I feel like building into the Cataclysm event coming soon. Yeah. I don't know. But it was actually us. Yeah. But also sort of the fact that it was so cheap. Yeah. Uh, I think, I think it, you, you need, you need good promotion and you could need good marketing and I need a big check I walked from in, EA. I walked into EB Games and saw it for $19 and was yeah. like, are you serious? $19? Like, like even if the, like, the story is just okay, it's $19. Yeah. Not, yeah. You, you might as well Iron give a That's literally what got me over the line. Yeah, exactly. It was, get... like a, it was like a two for whatever and it was... Yeah, two for one deal, and that was ticketed at thirty four dollars. So I got one copy for me, and for my partner it was you know seventeen dollars each. Like, bargain, bargain. To be, to be Iron Man. To be Iron Man. To be to be alternately bulldozer, ninja, or or space witch Iron Man. <laughs> uh, exactly. All the flavors are there. Yeah, all the flavors. Every, all of the main kinds of Iron Man. <laughs> all right, man. Well, that's probably going to do it for this week from us. Thank you for joining me, Brennan. I had a ball. Hope yeah. you enjoyed. I did. Everything? I love every time you make me pick my favorites. Yeah, I love it. Her, I love it, watching you make hard choices and inevitably choose Metroid-related outcomes. If that had been Joel, like he'd be yeah. sweating. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to make a list for Joel. Do it. I honestly want you to. Yeah. Prepare yourself, Joel. It's coming. Yeah, uh, I'm going to make it real hard. One of the answers is going to be your son. Oh, that's unfair. Yeah. <laughs> that's unfair. Yeah. What's it going to... No, I don't want to know what it's going to be against. That's Something been, that's a roguelike. That's anyway, been... Oh. To, yeah. Into the gungeon. Into the gungeon or into the griffin. 
<laughs> oh no. Yeah. Joe, I'm sorry in advance. Yeah. Uh, as always, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the show. We do appreciate it if you've reached this point and listened to us talk about video games for a while. Uh, of course, if you want to keep up with us on the social media, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook, where we are just dialogue options. Uh, any email, if you want to contact us, you can use any of those, yeah. or you can email us where we are. You can just shoot an email over to contact at dialogueoptions.com. Uh, obviously whatever podcast platform you listen to us on whether it be Podbean, Podchaser Apple Podcasts I think that's just the name Google Podcasts anyway it's a bunch of them it's like a billion just take your first name and, and put podcast yeah, just, yeah. some yeah. blank podcast we're probably there through Podbean just like yeah. shooting our link out everywhere um, like the ESA does yeah <laughs> <laughs> maybe Maybe it's the ESA's fault. Yeah. Maybe it is. I don't know. Maybe they're the one sharing us. Subscribe to our like ESA leaked thing on, <laughs> on uh, Pirate Bay. Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> the XML. Uh, then, yeah, throw us a like or a share or a thumbs up or, you know, review. It helps. It counts. And we do appreciate it. As for our individual accounts, you can find me on Twitter where I am at X. where honestly, my tweets have all been sort of Evo related because Evo is happening. I'm not sure if anyone's aware. Yeah. By the time this episode is out, it'll probably be over. But... There's a particular tweet that I retweeted recently. Um, it was an amazing match in the Dragon Ball Fighters like finals. You kind of need to watch two matches, three matches to get the full story. But it's between, of course, Goichi and Sonic Fox. And the moment when Goichi wins, and this spoils, but mm-hmm. honestly, it doesn't matter. The, the reaction is just amazing. You just get, you just see that first of all that Goichi really, the yeah. hard fought win. And the Sonic Fox is just a cool dude. Such and he's a just dude. excited. Yeah. He's just like, he didn't win, but he's just so pumped up. Yeah. And Sonic he's happy Fox to support him. So much personality. Oh, like, there's so much, so much genuine charm and love for that. Like, he makes yeah. Evo most, like, it's incredible. I like, because I love Dragon Ball Fighters, but I mostly watch for these two. Yeah. Except <laughs> they're the only two players I really like. I look at the fighters and I'm like, I don't know who. Oh, Goichi and yeah. Sonic Fox, I watch. Um, but yeah, that's. Go to my Twitter account if you want to see it, but otherwise, just I'm sure if you Google like Sonic Fox versus Go One, like it'll be everywhere in, in the next 24 hours because it's just going around Twitter because this is beautiful. It's just beautiful. Oh, I love it. Video games are great. Evo's pretty good. Yeah, Evo's pretty good. I don't think I've got to qualify because there's obviously, I'm sure there's bad things there. Yeah. FGS Evo, for the most part, the fighting game community is pretty good. Um, but yeah, where can I find you, Brennan? Uh, you can find me also on Twitter at Brendigo with a zero on the end. Did you ever find out who has the one with just O? Uh, no. No, I didn't. I started looking into that, <laughs> that, that whole uh, internet trend of texting the person with the number that's just one up or one down from you. <laughs> yep. And I thought, no, it sounds creepy and shit. So that's I didn't fair. Do it. Yeah. That's fair. So I uh, let it go. Um, I have not tweeted much at all recently, actually. I took a bit of a Twitter hiatus. That's fair. Like uh, it's... And I thought, you know, this I'm trying to get this, trying to get the study stuff done and everything, and Twitter consumes a lot of my it life. It does. And then I thought, you know, I thought, well, you know, I'm not on Twitter. Let's check out Reddit. And then that was a mistake. So Reddit is... Yeah, oh, Reddit's worse, I it found is. out. Because, like, Twitter's pretty toxic, right? This is, this is like... And, you know like, what? time-consuming. Yeah, mostly time-consuming, I find. There's some pretty um, bad things on Twitter, though. Oh, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, you can... You can actually, you can curate your timeline. Yeah, true. That's true. That's stuff. true. You can block uh, it. Mute. You can, you can mute. Yeah. And uh, I, I just... I have to say, just quickly, while we're talking about Twitter, there's nothing more satisfying than see someone post something... Like, usually it's, like, movie bob or something. Yeah. And you're like... I'm going to check the replies. Yeah. And you open the replies and you see all these things. It's like, you have chosen to block or mute this person. So yeah. you cannot see this reply. I'm like, oh, uh, yeah, I thought it was a good decision. <laughs> I made the right choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah and I, I found going from, uh, going from t- 
Twitter to Reddit being like where you sort of the, the that uh, the coke user that thinks, man, I really need to get clean. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to try this injectable. <laughs> <laughs> it's just not a good idea. So yeah, now I'm going to sort of so segue back. Brands <laughs> uh, skip Reddit. Yeah, skip Reddit. Oh no, look, Reddit's great, really interesting. Don't expect it to save you from being uh, from using too much social no. media. It's yes. not. It's the opposite direction. I actually lost my Reddit account, so I have to try and make a new one if I can be bothered. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. And it, um, it was like compromised, and I forgot. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't because I never check the app that often. Yeah. And I just opened it up one day. It's like, oh, by the way, you lost your account. And I'm like, ah, oh, okay. I guess cool. I'll make a new one eventually. Yeah. Haven't done it yet, but I will one day because there's a couple of subreddits I really like following. Yeah. One of them was the Free Folk subreddit. Yeah. Back when Thrones Quality. was going, it's. It was the, the definitive Game of Thrones subreddit to go yeah. to. But yeah. Alas, that show is over. Thank God. <laughs> you can go and check out the script for The Iron Throne if you want a good laugh. Oh. It's bad. Yep. Well then, in that case, I will let our wonderful outro take us out and we will see you guys maybe next week. Depends on how schedules work out. See ya. Have a good night. Dialogue Options Podcast.